Yo. What's good? Welcome back to the Av Podcast for part two, where I'm joined by the host of the Royal City Hoops Podcast, Bill Gagne, and Ryerson Sports Hall of Famer, Jan Michael Nation, as we discuss our dark horse favorites of the NBA playoffs. Plus, we select the nominees for all the NBA awards, as well as our all-NBA teams. All right, so sit back and enjoy. Hit that like your favorite buttons, subscribe to the show, and for the love of all things podcasts, click on all of my five stars right now. Yes, I'm claiming it in the name of Jesus. And if there was six available, I'd tell you to click on all six stars, but I'm held back by the quantity limitations here, so five will suffice. Anyways, let's get it going to part two right now on the Our Podcast. Let's do it. <laughs> Wait a minute. Intro. Welcome to the Yav Podcast with Cal C on South Shirav Radio. Welcome to the Av Podcast. Uh, to wrap up the NBA season in the midst of the play-in tourney, we're recording this as the Nets have beaten the Cavs for the seventh seed in the East, so they're going to be going up against the Celtics, which should be a, a fun series to watch, especially. And the Clippers T Wolves game is is underway as we're recording this. So this is recording this on the Tuesday. I'm joined by the host of the Royal City Who's podcast, Bill Gagne, and I'm joined by Ryerson Basketball and Sports Hall of Famer, former pro veteran and friend of the podcast, Jan Michael Nation, aka Jan Michael Namaste. How you doing today, sir? <laughs> you know, yeah, you, you couldn't. You were fl- like, man, I was like, wow, this guy set up the the pass nice. And he had to say something. You couldn't let, let me run up into the sun today. Eh? My God. Anyways, that, that is a that, that is that is a compliment. Yeah, I know it is, but you had to yeah you, you still you had to be you had to put the Kelvin twist to it. That, I, that's what it was. I, I did. There's no way I can I can I can do that without having something there for you, Jack. It's okay, Kelvin. I, I know you live, man. I know you live. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I got the cutlass of the mattress. It's okay. It's all good. Okay. 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 It's all okay, good. Okay. <laughs> now before we uh, we dive into our selections. Doesn't it feel good that we're not going to be talking about the Lakers at all? Doesn't it make you feel good inside? Okay, so I take that as a dig. That's a dig at me. So uh, I'm hurting, uh, but I, my phone's been getting abused uh, for the last month and a half. So I already psychologically prepared myself for them not making it. So it didn't bother me when they didn't make it as much. But uh, yeah, it, it's like it's yeah, it's like feeding a dead horse at this point. At what point, as a Lakers fan, did you did you uh, realize the season was lost? Because it, um, it wasn't when, when they, they came back, mathematically, uh, so mathematically eliminated. Probably Christmas. Um, no, no, no. I, um, it was the game against New Orleans when LeBron and AD came back. I still had some, like, I was like, ah, it's going to take a lot. It's too much eggs in one basket for them to pull it off. Mm-hmm. They haven't played well all season. Um, I don't know what Westbrook is doing. Vogel has lost the locker room. It's obvious. So... It was like the blind leading the blind at that point. So when they lost to New Orleans, I knew at that point that it's just... And then LeBron didn't play the game against Denver. And then there was an all and nothing against Phoenix. Yeah. Especially with those comments that AD made. You know Phoenix was going to use that for bulletin material. I knew it was over. So... <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know, it's funny. I thought you were going to say, like, New Year's. <laughs> <laughs> I Well, it, I, I had hope. I just, like, with LeBron, I always have hope because, you know, think who knows? Right, mm-hmm. um, when AD went down right before the All Star break, that uh, that just changed everything. So yeah, it, um, it, it it did. But honestly, like I'll say this because 
after this conversation, I'm not talking about the Lakers again for the rest of the playoffs. And that's gonna, you know, like I just, I just can't do it. Like, there's so many different shows still talking about the Lakers. I think it's insane, especially with all the, you know, we ha- we've had some great, great teams and really good teams and teams that came out of the woodworks this year. Like to be talking about the Lakers at this degree, I'm not saying us, but just saying overall, I, I find it, mm-hmm. I find like a little asinine at this point. But yeah, but it's ratings. It's no, it's I know, what- I know. It's I, it's I what it's they have to talk about LeBron, they, or or that's boring. Even though it's a playoff, it's still not. You know what I'm saying? People will respond to LeBron and the Lakers. Man, I'm like I. You know what? I I I can't dispute what they say for you know what um, the ratings are. What, what's their tell points for people to like fans to listen to? But I can't. I, I don't know. Sometimes I find it hard, but hard to believe that like yo, do people still want to talk about LeBron and the Lakers when they're out of the playoffs? Like, come on, they man. Do. Like. I just I, I find it as a basketball fan I, I find it hard to believe like I, I believe it because like again I've had friends and you know working on these uh, networks that know this stuff but like again it's just I, I just find it hard to believe man like I like like me personally I'm like I don't want to hear about these guys for the rest of the year but I know we're gonna like either LeBron's gonna drop some tweet or you know what I mean there's gonna be some some rumor or something and it's gonna it's gonna lead the story where it's like we should be talking about Memphis and Phoenix we should be talking about. You know, the playing stuff. We should be talking about, you know, like the Celtics, the, the Heat. We should be talking about so much other things other than, other than, you know, like a lot of entities are spending a lot of energy talking about like LeBron and them, like a team that's basically lost almost 50 games this year. Like it's, mm-hmm. I just find it mm-hmm. crazy. But like I said, to, it, all I'll say is this. I, I just think that like I basically had them as like a two or three seed in the preseason <laughs> coming into the season just because I thought, I thought that they were going to fall apart completely in the playoffs. I didn't think mm-hmm. there. I didn't think it was gonna happen like this, you know what well, I mean. But but I didn't. I didn't see success for this team at all, just because I'm like they're too old, and I just never thought the Westbrook thing was ever gonna work. Like even when the rumor was, well, there was rumors that he was gonna get traded to LA. I was laughing at the rumors. I'm like, there's no way that's gonna work, especially in the playoffs. There's no way that's gonna work. But I just didn't think it was gonna fall apart to this degree. Mm-hmm. Bill's well, quiet. I, I, Bill's like, I'm done. I don't want to talk about them. Yeah, well, I thought we were done. And you like, you you get put in another 120 I'm, seconds. I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm done. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Last word, Jack. What do you want to say about you? I don't know it's your squad. It's your, it's your, it's your no, squad. no, no, no. It's, it, it's a disappointment, but I think um, they're going to be the top uh, news headline uh, for the next month, at least until they get a, at least for, until they get a head coach, right? And then, and then what trades are going to, and then until the summer, what trades they make. So they're going to be, if they'll be in the top three or top five headlines for sports, regardless. I'm, I'm laughing because I'm like, what trades? But, <laughs> <what's going laughs> <on? laughs> but, but, uh, but, you know, also because we live in the city or, or, or live near the city of Toronto, uh, going into this series, how do you feel about the Raptors playoff chances to do well at the very least? Ooh. Well, you go first, you go first, you go, you take it. Um, I'm big on it. Okay. If, if you think about how rangy they are, how defensively they, the, when they get in the scramble, there's no recover for you. Like who are you gonna who are you gonna attack in the scramble? They're so long, and then offensively, they have five guys who can pull it off the board and go. That's just what they have. Never mind what Philly doesn't have. Philly won't have Tybal for at least two games, and they have James Harden, who will notoriously at some point go two for 13 
and rack up stats in empty law in empty game time. So Joel Embiid is going to have to go for seventy for them <laughs> to pull this off because and Tyrese Maxey has to play out of his mind. I think Toronto is ripe to pick this one and go Raptors. Why you, Dan? Well, I, I agree with Bill. Um, I think um, I watch a lot of the, the NBA shows, and I notice all the NBA, the American NBA outlets, some of them are giving them Toronto a fighting chance, and some of them are not giving them a chance at all because mm-hmm. I could tell what they do. They don't watch a lot of Toronto's games, they really so they don't. just watch the spot, the, the little highlights. So they don't know the players, their strengths, their weaknesses, and they make stupid comments on TV. So once again, these guys are not doing their homework. I think Toronto has a great chance to beat them, especially how they play defense and what they're going to, you know, nurse coaching. I think nurse has that before the ball even tips up. Secondly, I think they, they're deeper. Um, the game slows down and B's going to get off. Um, you know, this, yeah, and they accepted that they're going to make him earn everything. They're going to make him earn everything. They're going to put bodies on him and they're going to double team him. Their length at the forwards and guard spots. And then just their team defense, they're on a they're on one line on one string defensively, and you know Nurse is gonna they have and here's where I, I'll be nervous about Nurse. He's gonna have a whole week to practice and implement everything, yeah, right? And lastly, Harden, I'm not a believer. I, I I have to give respect to his game for what he's accomplished, but I'm not a fan of his game. And he, his playoff woes, he, we'll see. He has to break it. So the pressure is on him. You made all this stink. You got there. You're there now. And he hasn't, like, not to say, I can't say he hasn't delivered, but he's been so up and down. And now we're in the playoffs where the game slows down and that you got great defensive teams uh, knowing all your plays. Like, so how are you going to impact the game? Like, you know what I'm saying? So, mm. Um, I don't think he's that guy. I just don't think he has that mindset, the mindset to do it. I just don't see it. You know what? It, it's, it's with him is like I, I think he does have the set the 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 mindset to do it. I don't know if his body is there at this at this stage right now. You know, like like I think like I disagree. Never, he, I'm never, sorry, my brother. I disagree. I have to cut you off. The game, the first game against the Nets, showed he was not ready. I missed that game actually. The one you're talking about. I like, watched the, that game. The, net, the Nets won by like thirty. You talking about that? Yeah. One? Okay. No, it, that wasn't even that. It was how Kyrie Irving was covering him full court every time. He couldn't get by him. But that's what I'm talking about, though. I don't think he has the. the like, it's like he lost a step. Like this whole year. He lost a step, but my brother, he doesn't have like that game. You gotta have circled. You gotta bring it. I know. At least he didn't have the fight. Is what I'm trying to tell you. He no, did not I, fight I agree. back. I agree. I agree. So I that's why that's why I say the mentals are not fully there. There's doubt. And, I, and, I'll, right? and I'll say it again because I, I mentioned this on the on the first uh, part of the podcast. It's Philadelphia is not the city to be playing around in, in any sport. You know what I mean? Philly's one of those cities that you know they, they always say like they they booed Santa Claus. You know what I mean? When Michael Irvin broke his neck on on the Veteran Stadium's field, they cheered. This is not a city that plays around. So. And, and Iverson and Barkley and all these guys can tell you when, when you know, when the fans turn against you. Well, you don't have to go that far. Ben Simmons can tell you. <laughs> when, yeah. <laughs> when, when things go sideways, it goes sideways fast. So let's so let's get nerdy, nerdy for a second. 
Harden's entering the last year player option, $47 million of his contract, right? Next season, his player option. If you're James Harden, given how you've just played, do you pick up the player option and take the guaranteed $47 million? Because he's 32 years old. Or does he say, look, I'm still quote-unquote James Harden. I'm getting another max deal. And you turn it down. Now, if you turn it down and you're Philadelphia and you just watched him play like he ate a dozen donuts before every game, are you offering him a max deal? It's it's again. It's it, this is a summer off season stuff, but the playoffs. If he doesn't perform, that makes that small question really big. Well, if, a, I, I can tell you what. If he if he doesn't perform in the playoffs, he's picking up that player option. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's interesting though because yeah, at this stage where if if he's starting to. Like if he's not taking care of his body, like I, I like I, I feel like, you know the the party and the strip club stuff is is like slowly starting to catch up. And but think I, of the miles on him. Think of that too. He he, he played a ton of games and a ton of minutes and, in Houston. Yeah, and that and that system you know? is unforgiving when it comes to minutes because D'Antoni will only runs. You know did, his philosophy did, only runs seven guys. Didn't he lead the league in minutes for like three seasons or Basically, something? He was, he was, he was in the. T- it was him and LeBron and 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 Giannis up there. They were like the top three, and they were right. they were they were splitting. Um, I'll say this: your question, you, you posed a great question. I think because of his ego, he's gonna do it. He's gonna bet on himself, regardless of whatever. I think he's gonna say, "I'm gonna have the off season to really prepare and heal." And really work on what I need to work on to bet on himself to go for the ultra max or whatever he's eligible for. <clears throat> uh, I, I that's just knowing him. I think, in my honest opinion, I think that's what he does. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he plays this year because he has to get to the finals, or it's a failure. Yeah, and I don't think that team is deep enough to do so. And I don't. And then like Doc. <sighs> there's a lot of pressure. I think personally, I think if Doc, if they flop. Doc's gone, and you know who's going to replace him. Then Tony's coming in. Uh, I, I Mari, Mari, where is it? What's it, the, the general manager? What's his name? Yeah, Daryl Mori. Daryl Mori. Uh, he he loves Harden, so he doesn't. He's he doesn't. It doesn't bother him either way. It would be a terrible move because he's not a fan of big guys. Um, it, it would so be, you, you it think they're going to go small again? Well, they. I mean, they can't. They have Embiid. You you can't do that. Embiid Embiid right now is the biggest. I would say he's probably the biggest athlete in Philly right now. Like he runs Philly, so you okay. you, you can't put him on the back burner or, or make him change his game. You're right. In, you're in right. This scenario you can't. You're, can't you're, uh, you, you know what? You're right because um, Doc Rivers is probably the best coach for his career right now because Doc Rivers will feature him in different areas in the high post, Absolutely. and in the low. Right. Mm-hmm. Don Tony will probably have him shoot more threes. Yeah, exactly. To, fall, to, to speed up the game. So, which, which he's not going to like. No. Which is, the, the, it doesn't maximize on his full potential. He needs to be an inside first, outside guy. Because he's unstoppable. He's going to the line 10 plus times. So, just imagine when the game slows down. Right? So, mm. he's going to get, he's going to get his. It's just, what Toronto has been able to capitalize after the All-Star break is that when he's on the bench, they, they go either... They they eat they cut at the lead or they take the lead or expand it 
because they haven't been able to do get much production out of Harden when he's on the when Embiid's on the floor. I think they've been trying to stagger um, 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 Tobias Harris oh, with yeah. Harden because yeah. he hasn't. He's been up and down. He's still trying to figure out what his role is. It's just the trade, yeah. All right, he's been the most affected, so he has to understand that he has to score without the ball and be more of a spot-up three-point shooter and crash the boards. Right? He has to. He, this is the evolution of basketball. You got to make it work, or you're gone. Or they'll trade him. I think this is the perfect segue to get into first team All NBA. You're talking about Joel and B. Well, don't don't do that yet. I want to save that. For, I want to save that for last. <laughs> don't don't do that. Yeah, I like don't Bill. do that yet. I like Not Bill, yet. man. I like Bill, man. I like Bill. I'm a fan of Bill, man. <laughs> No, let's 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 not give away the goodies just yet. Not just yet. Just yet. Not just yet. But I'll, I'll add this though, real quick though, before we we get into the awards though. Um, the point you made about Doc Rivers, I wonder who has more pressure between him and Harden. It's, it's, I think both. Both. Which who's got a ring? Yeah, Harden. But 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 you know what? You're saying who has a ring, but it's been so far since he won last a ring. Is that is that still holding weight the same way as it was before? Like it would have been like a few years back. It, but you can't take it away. You can never no, take no, it away. I'm, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying you can't take it away, but that was 14. He stopped 15, man. It was 14 he years. 15. Ago. Right, but it was 14 yeah. years ago, and you've seen his history with playoff. Like I'm gonna pull up a stat here. Actually, while while we're talking, I'm gonna pull up because I, I screenshotted. He's top 15. He's top 15. I, I, I had to yeah, screenshot. Like... I had to screenshot this. Um, the stat it's bad. It's pretty bad. It's it was, pretty it's, bad. The last you, like his playoff series has been has been ins, yeah, it's been insane. Great. Are you telling me Doc Rivers is not a top ten NBA coach? You know what? It, it's, you you mean, know, right you know, now, right know, now, you know, right now. Yeah, he is. But you know what's funny though? Okay. When, when he when he got the top fifteen, my first instinct was fucking Doc Rivers, really? And then it's he like can, I had to sit and think about it, and I went. Yeah, I, yeah, okay. I guess it makes sense because so, honestly, because of all the playoff, all the all the playoff instability and all the losses he's had since Boston, you yeah. for, you forget that he won a ring. Like I have to actually yeah, think about it and go, "Oh shit, that's right, I forgot this guy did win in, in this you know two thousand eight. It's so, not right. just that though. It's not just that he won a ring. It's the guy knows how to coach. If you Players. look at yeah, look at some of the Orlando teams who had nobody. Buddy, yeah, yeah. That he took to the playoffs. Look at those Clippers teams. Remember when you started liking the Clippers again after Lob City when they had Pat Bev and Lou Williams? Yes. They had no names. He can coach just because he can't take some teams over the hill. Over the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, you know, you know he, what? he had to have Paul Pierce, KG, okay. and Ray Allen, and a, gr a gr and a whole bunch of grinders. You know, so, and you know, so what, you know what's interesting though, Bill. It's like, and I think you said this before on a previous podcast. So I, I'm actually going to steal your point or, or recycle your point. It's well, like he, he's actually, <laughs> he's actually, it's it's funny. Like I find he's like a better coach when he's the underdog. Yeah, when he's the yeah, favorite, I mean, it's like I don't know. It's like you don't trust it the same. But like in that situation before Kawhi and, and Paul George get there. Yeah, you're like, how the hell did that team make the playoffs? Yo, this is a really good team. Imagine if they get stars. Then they get stars, and, you know, they're shooting uh, threes off the backboard in the bubble. Didn't you and I talk about the whole Paul George and the Clippers thing? And it's like, you're going to have Doc Rivers coach Paul George, who cheated on his daughter, and think that's going to turn out great. 
Yeah. Oh, so you, so you think it, you think it was karma? That's that's why he took the shot off the backboard. Man, I mean, I, I think there's a lot there's a lot behind the scenes that we don't know. That that, that was doomed that, because they 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 didn't fight for him. The uh, in their exit interviews, they didn't fight for him. Him and Kawhi were like, "Yeah, you gotta go," right? So 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 check this out. So I found the stat here. He's thirty six and fifty six uh, in away playoff games. He's blown a three one lead on three separate occasions. He's blown a three-two lead in um in the finals and the Eastern Conference Finals. He's lost in the first round as a higher seed on three separate occasions, and he's never won a playoff series as a lower seed. I don't know. Like I said, I, like is he a top fifteen coach or whatever all time? I'll I'll give it to him. I have no problems with that. But I'm just saying, like I think there's there's equal amounts of pressure, even with the ring, because I the the, the last ten years, you know what I mean? Like especially when they're higher ranked or higher seed, it, it's just it's never gone well. So yeah. <laughs> so I'm like I, I can't I can't dismiss that. Like I think it's funny. I think like it's it's almost like a it's it's almost like a coin toss or I'll actually forget that. I would actually give the coaching nod to, to nurse right now before I would give it to, to uh yeah. to Rivers. Yeah. Like I said, before the tip off it's gonna be nurse. Yeah. But I'll say this. I think they have to speed up the pace. They gotta pick up the pace. And make and beat play in both ends running, and that's that's the going to be the challenge because you know they're going to try to walk the ball, while uh, Raptors are going to try to pick up the pace because mm-hmm. let's face it, Pascal Siakam is in his best when he's in the transition game, mm-hmm. right? Their whole their whole team, the whole team, yeah. yeah. Even, when, even when they slow down, okay, <clears throat> Philly's going to try to slow it down, but I think I mentioned it earlier. NBA teams, they get into the scramble on defense. Nobody is better at the scramble in the NBA than the Raptors. They can throw. I mean, Thad Young talked about it. He's like, everybody on this team is 6'8". Yeah. So you turn around, you start doubling the post. So you're doubling Embiid with two big bodies, and the guy shooting the gap on the outlet pass is 6'8". Like Scotty, yeah, yeah. Scotty Barnes putting his arm in the passing lane. Uh, OG... Uh, Gary Trent six six. That no, he's court not, gets no, he's not that big. Don't don't put inches six, on five, the guy. Six four six five six four six. I think he's like six three. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, hey hey guys six, guys hey hey I'm gonna say this. Scotty Barnes. I'm a fan. Secondly, I his okay. I might be saying again a little too early, but I'm I'm thinking Scotty Pippen. He might be a little early. <laughs> I'm thinking Scotty Pippen with the skill sets. I, I think he's, I don't know that you can make any comparison to him because if you watch him play right now, and what amazes me is the ability he has to somehow end up in close, and his yeah. arms are so long, long yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he doesn't even jump. No, he has a good he has a good like um, a good touch around the basket. He has good moves as a post player, like like posting up and stuff with smaller guards. He has and good awareness around the basket. But I'm the saying other, I, the other right. thing is he's always, and I guess this will be the comparison I will say where it's different than Pippen. Scotty Barnes is always around the ball in the key. You're just like, oh, there's the ball. Oh, there's Scotty Barnes. What's he yeah. doing there? Like yeah. it's just an innate. It's <clears> almost <throat> like mini Barkley esque in that, like, oh, there's there's the ball and there's Scotty and there's another offensive rebound and another putback. And you're like, this kid doesn't even know how to play yet. Yeah. I say the reason why I say Sky Pippen is because of the potential. I think one, two, he is a switchblade. So he can yeah. give you a, a limited offense right now, but it's growing. 
It's going to expand. He got the first year out the way. It's only going to get better from here. Um, he's very athletic. He plays great defense. He has great defensive uh, tendencies. Um, he's strong, and he has a good long length. He brings yeah. up the ball like Scottie Pippen. He doesn't know how to attack the basket in that sense, but he's athletic that's in the sense though. of attacking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why I see the comparisons because he could give yeah. you whatever you need. He could play think- the toughest guys in the post, on, also on the point guards, and he could also cover the big man in the post, right, on a switch. I- I think where your comparison really shines through is second half of the season, He's they, put started, they started putting a chunk of their offense and running their offense through him. I know. Yes. Not to, yeah. not to yeah. score, but to make plays. And you're to like, make plays, you're, yeah. You're putting that in. Like, they played when Freddie was hurt. Uh, point, yeah. He was running the second unit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that's, that's, only gonna, that's what I mean. That's only going to help him because you could tell He's not comfortable when to try score and when to pass yeah. and get the like try to figure that out. That will come more with yeah. more experience and more time yeah. as he polishes his skill sets, like coming off the screen. Because like sometimes they're giving him that mid range. He has to yeah. he has to hit that. No question. Oh, you're two feet off me. Oh, it's in. Layup. Yeah. And that stuff is gonna come. You know what I mean? That that's definitely, that's definitely gonna come. come with the reps. That that's definitely coming. You know, it's funny because, like, when I look at him, I, I think I think he's got, like, he's got some shades of Kawhi in him, too. You know what I mean? Just because of the length, the size, you know what I mean? Like, the strength already. And mm-hmm. it's like that to me is, like, where it's like, yo, if he can, you know, figure out his, like, those fundamentals, it's, man, it's, 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 the sky's the limit for him. I, I like, you know, and I know we're going to get into the rookie of the year and all that stuff a little bit later, but I'm just like, I, I actually can't believe how good he is. Like I just, mm-hmm. I did not know. I didn't really watch a lot of games of him, you know, last uh, in college last year when he was in Florida State. But man, I I would have been lying if I knew, like, if I thought saw any of this coming. Even even at the even in the preseason where I was like, I was pretty sold on him. But I'm like, I just didn't see this. But you know, you could tell you could tell that he was going to flourish. But you didn't think you you. The question was how quickly and how would he adjust to the NBA game? Right. And he is a very. You could tell he has a a high basketball IQ for a work for a rookie. He has been coached well. He sees the game at a different speed than normal rookies do. He's playing at like a level like as if he's in his second or third year. And this is we have to remind ourselves that he's his first year. So and you know what the he's like def- is limitless right now. And you know what he's like defensively? He's like <laughs> he's like those hyper kids. Like my my son right now <laughs> is like hyper. Like mm-hmm. Like hyper to the point where you're just like you're mentally drained by eight o'clock, and, yeah, yeah. and that's how I feel like how he plays. He's like on defense. He's like it's like that that guy where you're just like all right, like can you move? Like he's, he's relentless. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like it's it, you know what I mean. Like it's just, it's kind of crazy. I don't want to say Rodman because Rodman had that like Robert was was probably like the most hyper guy. You know what I mean? Especially mm-hmm. when his early days in Detroit. So I, I don't want to say to that extent, but. Man, it's like that energy is a little different defensively, man. Like he just he doesn't stop being around you. It's crazy. Yeah. But, but um, but with that said, man, let's um, you know, we got these these awards and everything else to knock out, especially the all NBA the all NBA stuff. So we may as well get started on it right now. Um, I'll ask you about your your playoff dark horses and your finals matchup afterwards. But I guess we'll start. Let's 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 get some of the smaller ones out of the way first. Um, I'll save the rookie ones for a little bit later, but. Defensive player of the year. I'll start with you, Bill. Who's who's your who's your winner for defensive player of the year? It, and you know what? And I'll say this before you answer. This has honestly been one of the hardest 
selections for awards that, that we've that I've had to do in a long time because honestly, with the exception of maybe a couple of awards, most of the awards is like it's anyone's guess. Honestly, you like you can choose a, from a number of guys in each category, and, and you can't really argue with too tough. Yeah, I am going to go with a guard for the first time in a long time with Marcus Smart. Okay. You hacked my computer. Reason why? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's look at Boston's defense throughout the season, especially the second half. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you listen to any of the podcasts, most of the dialogue is really like Draymond would have won the award if he'd have played enough games. Right. And Smart has played those games, and their Boston's defense is impressive, and he's guarding their best player. He's guarding one through four really easily, and then he's not somebody even as a five unless you're Embiid or Jokic or Giannis. I mean, you're not pushing him around. He's a thick dude. And, and he really sets the tone. Yeah. You know? I, I, I No, I, I've had that on – he's on my list too. Like he's – to your point, like he's the best defender on the best team. Because right now, since like the second half of the season, he's the boss has been the best defensive team in the league. You know, he's a great on ball defender. He 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 trails catch and shoots and uh, catches catch and shooters and 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 dribble handoffs impeccably. He's eighth in steals. He boxes out bigs and he protects the rim as a six three guard. And honestly, I like for me, I kind of want to reward him because. His transformation as as a steady point guard on top of everything he's been giving you defensively has been really impressive to me. And I, I didn't expect seeing that from Marcus Smart either. My close choice was Mikael Bridges, but uh but I I also have Marcus as my um as my defensive player of the year. Who you got, Jan? Um I agree with you, you guys. Um <clears throat> excuse me. Um I thought Draymond it was Draymond Green's uh award to lose, but yeah. he got injured, right? So I that agree. kind of disrupted I like Mikhail Bridges, um, Mikhail or whatever his name is. Uh, I, I like his game, um, but I, I have to agree with you guys. I think um, Marcus Smart deserves it because his impact, you could tell um, it just took him a little bit to get used to uh, coach, uh, the new coach, new system, defensive principles, uh, kind of banding together after he called everyone out. After, that t- that, after they called everyone out, they've been rolling. They've been a team. Pretty and much, yeah. yeah, and um, he's taken. I think he's taken. It's funny. I watched the game over the weekend where they played. Who are they playing? Um, anyways, he was an irritant, irritant on defense, like mm-hmm. passes, doing the little stuff that never shows up, taking charges, doing the little things just to impact the game. Like he he manipulated the game. You know, you got Chris Paul and LeBron and all these guys manipulating the game offensively. He manipulated the game with his defense yeah. and impacted it to, to kind of turn the tide, and it was over. And it was just like simple defensive things. He rotated, taking charges. Just as, yeah, he's, I think definitely. He, he's also a Hall of Fame flopper, which helps. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's agreed. Made, him, him and Lowry's made it a skill. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, like him yeah. and Lowry's made it a skill. But he's always been a really good defender. But I think he just he stepped it up another level this year on top of, you know, an agreement with you guys with Draymond Green. Um, you know, like the fact that like Draymond Green missed all that time. I like it it, it kind of opened it up for him a little bit, but he did take it up a notch as well. You know, so I, I gotta give him props for that. 
Uh, most improved player. I'll start with you, Jan. Who do, who, who's, who's your guy? Lots of people to choose from for this, but I want to see you guys. I I like um, what Jordan Poole was doing. Oh, yeah, Jordan Poole. That's right. Yeah, shit. Can't argue. Uh, you didn't have Jordan Poole at the top of your list? No, um, I'm just saying um, he was one of the guys I was looking at. Um, overall, I, I'm still... I don't. I don't really. Uh, I'm gonna stay with Jordan Poole. Actually, you know what? Okay. I'm gonna stick with him. I'm gonna stick with him. Come to think of it. Okay. I I, I see. I see. Bill, uh, you're almost like, almost like devastated that he didn't, he didn't have a number one. So I guess that's your choice too. Well, he's. You have some names in there. Like, anytime this award comes up, is it just somebody getting more minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Or is it somebody who developed? Right. 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 So you have. Two guys like that are on my list in Desmond Bain and Darius Garland who <laughs> took big leaps this year. Mm-hmm. But are they? Was it because of minutes or was it because of they developed? Right. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody looked at Desmond Bain when he was drafted and said he was going to be this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he's got that opportunity and that confidence, and he fits with what they do. Yeah. I think j- nobody looked at Jordan Poole three years ago or four years ago and said, this guy's going to be a rotation player on a good team and is going to win you games and has a chance at a big payday. I don't think anybody could have predicted that. And the Warriors deserve as much credit for this award as mm-hmm. he does because... The development, the system they yeah. have. Yeah. Look, look at how many guys that they've turned into decent rotation players. But Bill, but like, Bill, I think you got to keep in... Here's another thing you got to keep in mind. It's the culture there, and you're yeah, shooting... totally. If you're sh- if you, uh, listen, Calvin will tell you, I was a mid-range jump shooter, but I, only until I went to overseas and started shooting with real gunners, training with real... practicing with real shooters, it changed, it influenced me. I had, yeah. I had to make the changes, right? So I shooting with Clay Thompson and, and Steph Curry is sure. only going to help you. And totally. seeing what they do, oh, man. So, yeah. And how, but they, you and still, how they work as well. Yeah. You still got to put in the work, right? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. if we're looking at the resort, results on the court, to me, you know, I think Des, Jordan Poole, he's my top pick. But again, if somebody goes says Desmond Bain's their guy, I'm not. There's it's tough I to argue about that, him. You know? That's a good one. Sorry, I forgot about him. Desmond Bain's has been consistent too. On and a good team, on a good yeah, team, on a good team, yeah. Yeah, and and to, and to me, there's there's lots of solid nominees in this space because, yeah, and, and it's funny because some people say job, which I don't agree with because I think he was heading there anyway. Yeah. Um, but like you could say Tyler Hero because you know we had an off year last year. Um, Dejounte Murray, you know, almost almost got my vote, but again, and he has improved. But somebody had to fill that void that Demar left. But he also did improve, so I, I will give him that. Anthony yeah. Simons is another pretty good option as well, because you know his first couple years in the league, I didn't see him doing what he was doing, mind you. You know, I, I know, um, you know, those guys, uh, you know, the backcourt got hurt before M- McCollum got traded, but. I thought, you know, some of those games I watched Portland play, you know, especially when they weren't in full tank mode and full no limit mode at that point, the way he was, the way he was uh, scoring, I'm like, damn, like, I, didn't, I didn't see this shit coming from him, you know, but, right. it, but it's funny. My, my guy's Bane, my guy's Bane, because you know what? It's, it's, 
Number one, yeah, because you came off the bench last year, you know. But this year you're starting. A lot of it was had to do with because of uh, Brooks being hurt. But he jumped from nine nine point two to eighteen points a game. His shooting splits improved actually, um, and he was already a good shooter last year. And mm -hmm. it's funny, like I watched, you know, I watched a lot of Grizzlies games. They become like one of my favorite teams to watch this year. And you know, I've watched him sometimes carry the Grizzlies for large moments of the time when Jaw's gone. Shit, even even when Jaw was there. Like there's there's points where you're yeah. like, damn, like yo, this this kid can ball, but his, but but his I, playmaking, his playmaking took a leap. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and and I hate to say this because I want to see this group be together as as long as possible, right? But you know, you know how the NBA is. is there's a hard cap. You're not going to be able to keep everybody, you know, especially you know, you can't sign everybody to big contracts. It's just it's part of the game. You're going to lose people. But the way he's played. And because his other players missed a big chunk of the games this season, I hate to say this, but he might. He, I think he makes Dylan expendable. And, and I don't wish this. I don't want him to go. I don't want Dylan Brooks to go. Let's be clear about that. But I feel like Bain was, is going to be the third player to get the bag out of this team, and you can't pay totally. four guys the bag. And the way he's I'm not playing, playing so well, it's like I, I feel like he's, he's, he's making Brooks expendable. But I'm not paying Brooks the bag anyways. Right, but it's but I think like at this point it's like yeah like it's like I think uh, um, Baines is up for an extension after next season, and I think when that happens I think they're gonna look to move they're gonna look to move Brooks for for some pieces or I don't know what what Brooks's contract situation is he might be up for he might be a free agent next year too, but if if he's not then I, I can see them moving him because it's just they got so much guys man like their their team is so deep and they're all so young can't pay everybody. You know, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and and Brooks is Canadian man he's from from the, he's the local boy from Toronto. You want to see him, you know, stay and be on a, on a successful team like this. But I played I played against him in the men's league. He went off. Was <laughs> when you? he was in high school. When he was in high school, you said he went off. You said he uh, him, uh, hey, uh, I didn't know who he was. <laughs> so uh, a friend told me. A friend told me after the fact because yo this kid was going off. And um, my this guy, this guy on our team was guarding him, and he's like, "Yo, you gonna guard him?" I said, "Nah, you got him." <laughs> this <laughs> kid was fooling people on the court. I was like, "Yeah, he's too hot. I'm not touching that, man." Mm -hmm. But anyways, yeah, um, Brooks. It should be interesting to see what they do with Brooks, but they they have a good chance to do some damage this year. But it's gonna be interesting to see how real they are in the playoffs. You know, because now now they have a target on their back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you know what? You know what? You know they say in the NBA, especially you know as time goes along, it's like you have to lose before you win, especially mm -hmm. when you're a young team and you haven't had a lot of experience. And I always mm -hmm. and I usually agree with it, and that's how it usually plays out. But mm -hmm. there's, I've been saying it all year, man. There's there's something different about Memphis, man. That their their mentality is is there's something different about this squad. Like they just they don't give they don't give a shit. They don't give a shit, man. Like they just. Like they honestly, they're like they're like that that Tupac meme in Juice, when uh when Q closes the locker and there's Tupac staring him in the face. Like they've been like that all year. They've been like yeah. that for the last couple of years. They they don't care. They don't care. They want it all. They want it. They want they want everything right now. You know what I mean? So it's like I, I watch this team and I'm like, I don't know. I feel like they could buck that that you know that traditional trend of of young teams having to lose. I'm not saying they're gonna make the finals and stuff, but I'm not gonna lie to you. If they made the finals, I mean, I'll be surprised. Don't get me wrong; I'll be surprised, but I wouldn't be completely stunned off my off my chair if, if that happens. Because just the way they 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 come at, I mean, they, 
They're the second best team in the league this season for a reason. You know what I mean? But, but like, I, I don't know, man. Like, there's something there's something interesting about this squad. I, I'm, I'm interested to see how they're going to handle this playoff experience. But as 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 the hunted, but I, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting to see what they do. Um, mm-hmm. With that said, uh, coach of the year. I'll start with you, Bill. Who do you got? Who do you coach got? Coach of the year. Coach of the year. Who do you got? Lots of well, companies in this one as well. Per, didn't Monty Williams already win it? Well, that's the coach's vote. Yeah, that's the coach's vote. Oh, he didn't win it yet. I'm sticking with Monty Williams. Phoenix has been amazing. Okay. Uh, um, I, uh, I I agree once as well. There's some good candidates. I think uh, the coach from Memphis is doing well, doing some good things. Um, look at um, Ty Lue with, with doing nothing, with, with working with less, keeping yeah. these guys afloat. Um, you mean mini Doc Rivers? Yeah, mini Doc Rivers. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, yeah he's a disciple. He's a disciple. Um, <laughs> um, what's his name? Oh, my my name. Well, the way given how Boston's played, I mean, you got Udo. Yeah, yeah. What's Udo? Udo, Udo? Yeah, Udo, yeah. Udo, yeah. Udo, yeah, yeah. No. I think I, I got to give it to Monty because I think they're on a mission. Um, yeah. He he has a connection with players. And I think sometimes when you're a player yourself and you go into coaching, there's just certain things, you, certain aspects of the game that you can relate to a, a player on the floor than a coach that doesn't play basketball that you can. And I just think he has such a strong connection with Chris Paul and Devin Booker, and they all believe. And um, they are all on a string. So the fact that they dominated, they, they, they were consistent. And even when Chris Paul got hurt, there was no drop-off. Yeah. They were just consistent. Yeah. Train you know. Yeah, I watched them play Philly. Systematically broke them down. Like these guys were just like they are next man up. You know. Yeah, I mean, you you have another name in there that I watched a lot of Cleveland play this year. Okay. Yeah. And JB Bickerstaff and what they did with that team and that roster. They, I mean, they were playing three bigs and a rookie. They, yeah, like that Mobley kid is amazing and. Just his impact on winning and what they did. Uh, there's there's names you just don't. The, there's great coaches who I don't know. Quinn Snyder's a great coach. He, nobody's nominating him for that award know, this yeah. year. You He's know what I'm coaching, saying? So yeah. you know who I like as a coach, the Denver coach, um, Malone. Mike Malone. Like Malone. Yeah. Malone. I, I like him. You know his dad was uh, yeah yeah the assistant on those Pistons teams, Brent, right? Brett Malone, right? Who's his name? Brett Malone. Brendan Malone. Brendan Malone. Sorry, Brendan. yeah. Yeah. yeah, coach the Raptors for a little bit too. Yeah, he was a mm-hmm. Raptors coach too, was he? Was he the first coach? I think it was the first coach. I think for the Raptors. Mm-hmm. Let me look that up. Yeah, I think he was their first coach. Yeah, he definitely mm-hmm. coached. Yeah, I believe he was his first coach before Daryl Walker came in. If I remember okay. correctly. Okay. But yeah, it's it's funny. You you guys are in unison. I feel like I'm the I'm the outcast. I, I'm I'm going with um, Udoka. Udoka. Well, you know what? Just considering where Boston is was back in January, they yeah. before January twenty ninth, they were twenty five and twenty five, yeah. right? Uh, since it then, it didn't look good. I watched a lot of their games, and it didn't look good early. No, and the fact that they turned it around, and the fact that they stuck together, even with organizational, because it was like they were losing some games. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Like and 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 you know, everybody wanted Tatum and Brown to split up, which I was I totally didn't agree with that. You know, mm-hmm. and, and people were like, you know, begging for them to get a point guard. I was one of the people saying that at least they need a point guard. Since January 29th, they're 26 and 6. 
right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're, like I said before, they're the best defensive team in the league. Yudoka moving smart over the point guard and trusting him with that role is actually made him he, play better. But in the modern NBA, do you even need a point guard? How much ball handling do Tatum and Brown yeah. do? Yeah. Like, it's not the old days where you need, like, CP3 is For sure. like For sure. the anomaly, right? You yeah. don't need that guy to bring it up. Look at the Raptors. Sure, Freddie brings it up most of the time. But by most of the time, that's probably, that's probably 60% of the time. You have 40% of the time, Pascal, yep. Scotty, mm-hmm. OG. Hell, I saw, I thought Thad Young bring it up like four or five times the mm-hmm. other night. So that, I don't know it that is, you it, need well, to a me, point guard in the quote-unquote sense because the great thing that Boston has is – Again, the grab-and-go, Derek White, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum can all take it off the board, and, and you can start running right away. For sure. And the pressure that sure. puts on your defense is just crazy. But I think it's not its not so much about who's bringing the ball up the floor. I'm not looking from the point guard from that perspective. I'm looking about it because at some point you need that who's, guy to run that offense and be a leader, especially when you got stars like a, like a Tatum and a Brown that's you know essentially looking for theirs. and to Jan's point, like the fact that Smart called him out and, you know, they kind of settled in as being more all around, especially with, uh, especially Tatum, that's definitely helped, but you still need, yeah. to me, you still need that point guard to kind of rein things in at certain moments of the game, right? I, so, I, uh, I agree. I think um, it depends. <laughs> if you have a strong system, you could get away without running a, a point guard, but definitely in those crucial moments to set up your star, Sometimes you, it's best to him come down to come off a couple of pin downs and, and see what happens, yeah. right? And, and then, so you, the point you're making is who's your organizer? Yeah. Right? If you're looking at, at Golden State, Draymond's their organizer. For sure. Right? Yeah. You know, depending on the team you're looking at, who's your organizer? And then that, like, Toronto, it's Freddie. You know, you're going to go through those those players and who it is, you know. So in the point guard in that sense, yes. Who's your primary ball handler? Who's setting you up? Yeah, have, no good team doesn't have that. And, and to add to the close candidates, though, too, shout out to Taylor Jenkins because, again, you know, Memphis yeah. having the second best record of the league. What did they yeah. lose? Only three games with, with Morant out of the lineup, which makes yeah. almost no sense at all. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. Monty, Monty Williams was like, that, that was, I was flip flopping between him and Yudoka, to be honest with you. The way he's held the team through through injuries and 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 through basically complacency, right? Of like making the finals and not resting on those laurels, um, yeah. And then um, and and also shout out to Jason Kidd for galvanizing that team after that Porzingis trade. I I'm actually surprised. Like looking at Dallas's roster, I'm like sometimes I look at them and I'm like, how the hell are they fourth? It doesn't make any damn sense. But Jason Kidd, but you can tell Jason Kidd thinks out of the box. With his offensive schemes, mm-hmm. and, um, and they're really good defensively too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Two two things happened for the Mavericks this season, right? The trade bringing in Dinwiddie and the fact that he's been a big key with as yeah. a secondary ball handler and, yeah. and relieving the pressure off Luca. Firepower come off the bench is dangerous. But then prior to that, Luca rolls his ankle, and they basically said, "Look." Too many cheeseburgers. You're sitting for three weeks yeah. because you you came in out of shape. Yeah. Now, the guy carried his country in the Olympics, yeah. and he and if he took some time to recover and maybe went a little too far, I'm okay with that. He's what is he? Twenty two years old. Yeah, and he's maybe the top three player in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna let him do what he wants. It's early. My- 
I'll say, but, I'll say this. I'll say this. Uh, I agree with you. He has to rest in a sense of because he's injury prone. He has a lot of injuries at, for such a young career. One, two. Um, it looked bad because it was noticeable, yeah. and he couldn't get by. He was, he was because he didn't have that speed or the you know to get that first step. Because uh, he has that first step and in the body, so people can't get around him because he bodies them out the way. Yeah, and he's yeah. a big state guy, right? Playing the point. Um, it's just the fact that it was bad. Um, he got himself in shape. I respect the way he got in shape. But when he came back, man, oh, they were rolling. I love it. Calvin and I talked about this in the past. The two guys who came into the season where you were like, oh, man, what did you do to yourself? We already mentioned one. James Harden was Harden, one, yep, yep. and he's never gotten back. No, and Luca is, was the other where I Luca is my man crush. So I watch yes. a ton of Dallas games, mm-hmm. and you could just see his numbers were great. He was playing; he's looking great, except the last ten minutes of every game. Yeah, yeah, he, is, yeah. he was. He was. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Uh, and you're you're like, man, like the extra twenty pounds doesn't help him. But it's funny though to speak to your point. Those those little injuries. You know, you you wonder it's and it's and it's the same thing that a lot of kids are going through right now, especially doing the AAU circuit. And I know he didn't go through that, obviously, but playing pro overseas, that mileage that he's he's got more mileage than you would think on somebody that young. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like that's kind of playing a part in it too. You know what I mean? But like he does yeah. got to get himself in like he keep himself in shape, especially with the way he carries that team. Like he can't afford to like slip. You know what I mean? Like especially shape wise, yeah. he can't. You know what I mean? Because I'm intrigued to see what they do in the playoffs. It will be interesting because the playoffs is the real season. People, you have a lot of people that you know that are contenders. You have the pretenders. We're gonna see who's real. People are gonna get exposed, both coaches yeah. and players. It happens every year. There's always someone new, right? So um, it's gonna be a good playoffs once again. Well, and on top of that, I don't know if you heard because of the latest now, right? Is uh, is Luca's out indefinitely? Right, because of that that cash train that he had the the last game yeah. of the year, so yeah. like he's probably not. I'm sh- pretty sure they're doing everything they can to make sure he, he's not missing any real time. He's probably yeah. gonna miss the first game or so. But it, with a, with a battle tested team like Utah, I I don't yeah. know, man. Like I don't know if you can afford to miss like a game or two. To be honest with you, because he carries so much of that load. It yeah, but Utah Utah's in flux right now. Utah's people. Yeah. Have they're you watched? Quality. They're not playing well. They're not playing together. The the Gobert Mitchell experiment is running thin. Have you have you watched the, uh, Utah play? Yes, it's, I've watched. It's tough. It's like hard Mike, to watch. Mike Conley is a shadow of himself. Yep. Donovan Mitchell is. I'm not. He's good, but like, he's not great. You yep. know what I mean? Yes. He's a he's a six one scoring guard. Yeah, you know what? I, sorry not to cut you, Bill, but I couldn't believe. I, you know what? I honestly thought this guy was taller. I actually was shocked when I looked at his his uh, his height. I think about it, maybe about like a month ago. I'm like, wait a minute, he's really six one. Like, he's like a he's like a smaller, compact Dwayne Wade. It's crazy. I I can't I can't believe he's that tall. I thought for sure he was like at least six three. Like I yeah. know he, I know he wasn't like six five and all that stuff, but I I was stunned that to see that he was see six one. That's how athletic he is. That's crazy, like, you know, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's that's insane. But they say too, like his wingspan is like six ten, close to seven. Okay, because he has long arms. Wingspan. Yeah, that, yeah, that's where that's where he makes it up for, right? Yeah. That's where he makes it up. He has insane. And he arms. gets, he, but he uses like he gets up on his jumper. He's explosive to the basket. Oh, very much so. Um, yeah. I, I'm just not a firm believer. Like I think Utah is like, 
they don't give they don't they don't trust they clearly don't trust Gobert and like it's funny watching him in the the Euros and the Olympics and then watching him for Utah is a two different players man. I know, I know. Yeah, I, they don't give him the they don't trust him with the ball. And it's weird. And it's weird because he's not like this isn't like he's not Matumbo. He's got a nice yeah. little touch. I don't understand yeah. why they don't. I'm not saying you got to give him the you got to feed him like he's in beat or something, but like. They look at him like he's like Capella, and I'm like, I don't. I think he's got yeah. a little more to him at this stage now than a Capella, and, he, and he's a good free throw. He's a pretty good free throw shooter too, for his, you know, for the being that he's a center. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. like, they should feed him a little more, actually. And honestly, yeah. it'll probably make him be a little more engaged. To be honest with you, yeah. Um, it just, it just. I saw a play. It got highlighted in those podcasts. Um, Donovan Mitchell had a ball. Had um had the ball at the Freeport line and they're playing Golden State and Gobert had um, Clay Thompson pinned underneath the basket. Oh my God. And he waved him off to set up an offense. And Gobert, you could tell he was disgruntled, but he's used to it because it's been happening for the last three, four years. And it's just like, you could tell it's like still Dylan doesn't get the respect within his own team. Like, just because of the my experience, you could just tell you could tell what's going on without being there. Yeah, yeah and for I just, sure. it was it was you could tell he was deflated, and so I questioned their chances going forward. But I'm my, gonna be intrigued to see what they do this offseason. Right, but what I'm saying is, if Luca misses two games, that if he misses the first two games out of that series, and say Utah yeah. goes up 2-0 because Dallas has a has home court advantage in this series, mm -hmm. I think you know Luca. If Luca comes back. And I'm not saying you, you know, like if he comes back, he's not going to be 100. percent Is yeah. is, is that going to be enough for him to to win the series by himself? Like he can do it. Like you, you he he can win a series by himself. You know, at, at this stage now. But but I'm saying is like with with this injury now, and that's a soft tissue injury that does, normally doesn't heal all the way right away. That that's my concern. I'm like, is like, is that going to be enough to beat Utah? You know what I mean? If he's not healthy, you know, and and, and considering everything that he carries. I don't know. I, I'm. I'm. A, that that series is a little. It's a little more up in the air now. Like if he, yeah. if he, if that injury didn't happen, and I understand because people were like, "Man, you know, like he shouldn't have been playing in that game." But they were trying to get the three seed right in, in case Golden State yeah. lost. So I get yeah. it. I understand why he's out there. But I'm just saying, like that type of injury, and I've had that injury before myself. You, that shit normally. Obviously, you're not getting the world class <laughs> rehab that that uh, that that these guys are privy to, but. I don't know if that's going to be enough. Even with, even though they're working around the clock with him, I'm sure he's in an oxygen chamber and all that stuff. But like, I just don't know if that's going to be if he's going to be 100 percent by next week. You know what I mean? I guess we have he, to. But the fact that he they're won't saying be. Out, that, that, the fact that they're saying out indefinitely, uh, that's not great. No, they, that's not good. They didn't say out indefinitely. They, they did say they did. No, it's, I'm reading it right now, Calvin. It says there is no timetable for his return. Okay, okay. I, well, I did read. I did read a headline before that said out indefinitely for at least one of these. Uh, I don't even know which. You one fell. You fell for the clickbait. I did. Oh well, hey, he has a whole week to 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 kind of get in, himself together and do all the the treatments and all the the, the yeah. stuff. The so, other thing too is like nobody's a hundred percent this time of season. Yeah, true. But that week off could definitely is going to help refresh them. Oh, for, sure, for sure, for sure. Because they never did that before. Usually it was just like a couple of days and then playoffs. Yep. Here we go, right? The, but the play-in aspect is giving these guys a chance. The top six seeds, at least, a yeah. chance to recover, yeah. get some good practice in. And Utah has Mike Connolly, who also is—I I don't know how many seven-game series he's made it through without getting injured. 
I know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But before we move to the other the other three awards, um, I don't know if you guys seen it, but today there was a leak of the awards, like who's winning the awards so far. I'm not sure if I'm, I'm I like it though, to be honest with you. Like the fact that oh, we're yeah. kind of knowing this already, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but yeah, there's 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 been a leak. So right right now, like for certain awards, like it's already they're already showing like not everybody's votes is coming yet, but like they're already right. showing so far who's winning. It's almost like the the presidential poll on CNN. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like the, okay, okay. That's what okay. it's kind of looking like right now. Well, North Carolina, you know, uh, Bill Gagne yeah. is leading North Carolina over giant Michael Like that's what it's looking like right now. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not sure if I'm feeling that to be honest with you. I, I kind of yeah. like the surprise, you know what I mean? But but you're seeing it already. Like, I, I, I screenshotted it, but I don't even want to really look at it because I didn't want it to influence the, mm-hmm. <laughs> influence my picks or our picks, mm-hmm. basically. I, I, maybe I could look at it after and announce it after to see what's with it so far. But um, six man of the award. Jan, who do you got? Come back to me. So, so, I'm so, I'm so, <laughs> okay, come back to me. Okay, I um, I'll, I guess I'll jump on this one. I got Tyler. I got Tyler Hero. I, you know what? It's yeah, I got Tyler Hero. You know, I'm looking at his stats here. He averaged 25 and four. He had pretty. Like, yeah, actually, yeah, he had good shooting splits. 45, 45, 40, 87. He's a, he to me is their team's most explosive scorer on the roster. And you know, this year he started off saying that. He wanted to be ranked with the Lucas and the Trey Youngs. He's not there, but, <laughs> but he's not there. But he's established himself as a cornerstone piece for this fran- for the franchise for the future. And it's weird. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I look at him and I don't know what his ceiling is. Like, he's so young, so I, I like, you know, I, I don't want to invite conversations about where his like where his ceiling is right now. But I look at him and I'm like, I know he's explosive off the bench. You know, everything I just mentioned, being an, an explosive scorer, I just don't see, like, this perennial all-star, like, all-NBA type player in the future. I just don't see it. Is it me? Am I wrong for thinking that? But I'm like, I just look at him, and I'm like, yeah, he's nice. But I'm just like, I don't see this, like, face of the franchise type player, you know, or, or at least him and, um, and, and Bam for the future. Like, I just don't see this guy, like, that's going to be, like, flirted with all-NBA type, you know, like, type nods every year. Like, I just don't see it. Mm-hmm. How much of being in Miami is about the right fit? Right? For him? I don't think, yeah. I don't For think. anybody. Like, look at their roster. I, I, I went through my all-NBA list, right? I don't have a single guy on Miami on my all-NBA list. Mm-hmm. And that's because, think about it. Kyle Lowry's missed time. They won games. Uh, Bam missed time. They won games. Missed, like, Jimmy missed games. games. Yeah. They won time. They won they won. So who are you picking? Like who's so just the organization and Tyler Hero, if you put him on another team, does he do the same thing? Is he the same guy? He offensively he's super dynamic in terms of they let him freelance. Yeah, they, they let him be free. That's the only way he could play. He can't but, play in the structure. But under, then you don't have the they, confidence. But then they have Bam, who's the perfect complement because Bam's a playmaking big. So yeah. they can just play dribble handoff, pay an R like all day and just create out of that, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so he's in the ideal situation. And again, there's so many of these awards and I'm like, yeah, sure. Tyler hero. He's my guy. Because to be honest, who else am I going to pick? Uh, well, my, see, my thing was, I would see, I, 
there's Kevin Love and there's Jordan Clarkson where the other guys. Mm-hmm. And Jordan Clarkson got it a couple of years ago. So I was thinking like I was thinking Tyler Hero, but I wasn't too sure. But I was he's I saw a few I saw a lot of Miami games this year and half of the games he did very well and in the other half it was it was it was a dud. So I'm not too high on him, but I think of all the candidates, he's the highest. You you know what? I I wanted to go with Kevin Love, but I was too scared to do it. Yeah. (laughs) Especially when you look at the stats, you're just like, I can't support this. But you can't look at the stats. You got to look at the stats, but you also look at the impact. The impact, right? Like, for example, Tyler Hero, is he finishing most of those games? Right? Yeah. Like you know Jordan you know Jordan Clarkson is. Kevin Love finished today. Right. Against the net. Yeah. Um Tyler Hero sometimes doesn't because he's a defensive liability. Right. Right? He, so he attack him, yep. in that regard, Kevin Love and Jordan Clarkson have more impact. Right? But yeah. Tyler Hero is like a microwave if he gets it going, coming off the bench. Yeah. And then here's the joke with Miami. Like you brought up something, it's the culture of Miami. That's what's like you could slot in next man. One guy goes out, another man in. They got Old Depot dropping forties now. I know. Yeah. Right. I'm happy for and, him though. I'm happy. Yeah, for him it's too. perfect. So he doesn't. It's, this is a perfect scenario for him because he doesn't have to carry the team. He just has to be a microwave, fifteen or more, fifteen twenty off the bench. That's all you need from him. Yeah. Right. So they're deeper now, and and if so and if, if Oladipo is gonna be you know like a lot healthier and looking you know spry and explosive, you may just need fifteen from him. I watched the game against the Raptors. He hit a three from a standstill jump deep, and I was like, it looks like he has his legs underneath. Yeah, him. you saw that right? Like was it? Yeah, was yeah. Like, I was like, easy hey, thirty-five hey, feet that, away. That's not easy. Hey, listen, that's not an easy three. That takes first of all, that's arm strength. As well as a lot of leg strength, yeah. and he from a standstill, he just jumped straight up and he canned it. Yeah, and I was like, okay, so he has his legs. Yeah, so um, it should be interesting to see. So to answer your question, guys, sorry, I I know I, I ran like a little uh, scary cat, but I do want to commit to Tyler Hero. But I see that actually hearing your guys' opinions, I I had to uh, give it to him. Give it to I, I do like I do like the Kevin Love impact because his impact isn't traditionally like the it's, point. Not, it's not statistical yes right? yeah. he spaces the floor you have to be out where any i watched him he's kind of gone back to the old kevin love port like in a sense of the like getting the rebounds and the double doubles mm-hmm. yep and his impact from a mentoring leadership standpoint yes, yes. on that young team yeah what you might not know is jb bickerstaff He's known JB Bickerstaff since he was like twenty years old. Yes, that's mm-hmm. right. That's right. So there's a respect there's level a there. Was, who was the coach of them last year? Uh, it, was it, was it Bickerstaff last year? Yeah, he, no, oh, they can't. They fired whoever the coach was, and he took over, and then he got extended. If I remember, yeah. Correctly. For some reason, I can't remember who the who the coach was before that, but. Um, but no, but, but you know what though? Like to your point, like he's occupying those old spaces that he had when he was on the Timberwolves, right? Like mm-hmm. a lot, a lot, a lot of, you know, a lot of post ups, which, you know, like that was almost like, 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 uh, that almost disappeared. No, I should say almost it disappeared in the wind when, when, you know, when LeBron was there and even mm-hmm. afterwards, I mean, he couldn't stay healthy anyway, but like 
those spaces that he's occupying, that just wasn't available to him for like for so long. And it's like to see him operating in those spaces again, it's like, yo, this guy's got you forget the guy's talented. Mm-hmm. He's still got game, good, important, good basketball game in him. Mm-hmm. He just needs to be on a real contender. It'll be interesting so to see if he stays there or if he looks to go somewhere else. I, I think, think the I tough think part tough. with him is is the size of his contract. Yeah. Too. Yeah. If he was making eighteen million dollars a year, people would be like, "He's amazing. Yes. We love him. He's making yes. thirty. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he's making thirty, and I think he. And, and I mean. He, he's definitely picking up that option next year too, you know. Let's oh, let's, let's, let's say that of course. Much. It's, it's not it's not even an option. Like he's that that's definitely being picked up. Um, and shout out to Luke Kennard and uh, and 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 Boyan Bogdanovich as well because those guys were solid options too coming off the bench. But but yeah, I guess I guess we're all in unison here with Tyler Hero. Yeah, Tyler Hero. I think I think if Bogdan had had a better first half of the season, agreed. yeah, he'd be more contention. Agreed. Yeah. No, definitely agreed. Rookie of the year. Who wants to go first? Who do you got? This is this one is probably one of uh, this and the MVP or the there was a is the two hardest ones for me. But okay, I'll go. I'll go first because I ran away from the first one. Uh, the last <laughs> one. Um, oh, you, you want no, your chest? Um, you gonna stick I, your chest out for this one? As you trying to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Um, I thought beginning of the season, throughout the season, it was a two man race. Um, the Cunningham kid made a, a good push towards the end, but it was just he he was horrible to start the first. Half right. of the season, and he was hurt too. So, and he was hurt too, right? But you could tell that he okay. So you there was like wondering, is this guy, do is this guy a bust? And then he started coming on towards like he's been coming on. He's been playing very well. Oh, I saw a few been, games of him. Been, he's been he great. looked he's he's been looked, great. looked like two different people from the first game I saw. Yeah. Um. So with that said, um, I like Scotty Barnes. Like I just think I'm I'm a real, um. I love players that play on both ends. I love multifaceted players that can, like, switchblade players that can do, which is basically what Toronto is. They have big guards and big forwards that are multifaceted in passing, shooting, and, and running the floor. I like Scotty Barnes for what he is, for what he does, but more importantly, like, his impact. Um, he does a lot of good things, crashing the boards. He's a good passer. He just has a good feel for the game, and he's been steady. He's been consistent. And he's been, I think he's had more valuable experience with Toronto um, this year than um, obviously Cunningham. I just think he's more, um, like I saw Mobley today, and he's limited. Ooh, There's still uh, limitations. To- uh, I've watched Mobley all year. I don't know. And tonight versus all year. Yeah, this is probably one like, of his worst games. Yeah, yeah. I know, but like, <laughs> he. Yeah, fair enough. I saw some good games of him. I was like, yeah, but he kind of he's kind of tapered off a little bit, you know. And I see Barnes steadily, just being steady, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm I'm going with Scotty Barnes over Moby. It's gonna be close. It'll be interesting um, because a lot of people don't get to see this young man and what he does, right, and his impact. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see what these these voters, um, these journalists, what they what they vote for. But it's gonna be it's gonna be it's going to be close. Especially the I ones agree. that claim to watch a lot of Raptor games, but you know they yes. <laughs> Exactly. Who do you Calvin? Got, Bill? Oh, you want to go? Do I have? You want me to no, go? No, I want you to go. I want, you, want you to, to go. go? <sighs> I got Scotty Barnes by like a hair. Like a literally like 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 a like a like a hair over Evan Mobley. And it's not cuz of the local bias. 
you know, I'm, you know, we've been talking, we've been waxing poetic about about Scotty all pretty much all podcasts, and you know, everything that Jan said basically is pretty much verbatim. You know, you look at the stats; it's been really consistent. You know, and then on top of that, he's averaging like 1.1 steals, almost averaging a block. You know, he's he's gonna be like the where he is defensively in a couple of years. Like that's I can see that I can see a point where he might get to those like you know, two steals and, and possibly two blocks a game. Like, I think he has that kind of potential. Uh, his shooting splits are, are really solid. I mean, other than the threes, of course, cause he's, I think he's only shooting 30%, but that's going to come. You know, he's been a weapon for the Raptors all year. And, you know, he's, he's definitely helped to, like, you know, restore the culture. But you can easily say those exact same things about Mobley as well. Like, literally, like, the exact same things. Like, including the the whole, I had no idea he was this good. I watch I <laughs> I watched Mobley a lot because you know with my nephew being in the Pac-10, I watched Mobley play a lot last year, and I'm like, man, mm. like I hope Toronto can you know to could select him. Don't get me wrong, mm. I ain't mad at what we got right now, but even at Cal, you're That's like, it. holy shit, like <laughs> this this kid. Hey, is, let me say this. this, this is is. Really How about good. this, guys? I'll throw this out there. I'll throw this out there. How about a co? Rookie of the year. I you know what? I almost did oh. that to be honest with you. I almost did that to be honest with you. Do you, like, think, I, do you I think, think? I think, think it's, it's that close. Is, I think it's that question close. Is, do you think there's a possibility of that happening? No. I, actually, no. you know, you know what? You know what? Let me rephrase that. I'll say no, but it's it's it's. I would say it's closer to fifty fifty. But I would say no. Somebody's somebody's gonna win it outright, but it's gonna be really really close. I, what was the last co rookie? How much times has this happened in the last like thirty years? Only like twice, right? I think I think um um. Grant Hill and Jason Kidd was one, and then um, Steve Francis and uh, Elton Brand, I think, was the other one, other two. Yeah. Yeah. But but other than that, I, I could definitely see that happening. And if it does, I wouldn't be mad at it, honestly, because yeah. because Mobley's changed that culture of 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 Cleveland, like defensively, like he basically completely changed the team. You, you think you would think it's Jared Allen, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but it's but it's him. Like the stuff that he yeah. does defensively, it's like he's so disruptive. And I, I I used to call him like you know especially watching him in the Pac-12 last year, I was I was like yo you know what this is like a, a right-handed Chris Bosh like a more aggressive Chris Bosh, mm-hmm. but as the mm-hmm. season's gone along I'm like no I don't no. think I don't, I don't think that's 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 good enough I don't think that's good enough to say I mean mm-hmm. you know I, I'm going with Barnes just based on durability like he was more durable he's outside of his the COVID outbreak he's he's played like 75 games I think. Like he's he's only missed like six or seven games all year, so I, I'm kind of riding with that a little bit. But honestly, man, I wouldn't be mad actually if Mobley did get it. But I think Scotty deserves it. Like it's but it's really close though. You ready to answer now, Bill? On the other side of that equation, without a doubt, I'm I'm Evan Mobley okay. for the simple reason his impact from day one throughout the whole season. Scotty Barnes played well at the beginning. He definitely came on at the end, right? So the the last third of the season, not that he wasn't good the other times, not that he wasn't, you know, impressive the other parts, but definitely you saw it really round in like that, those last 30 games, right? Mm. But to me, I probably watched 12 Cleveland games throughout the year, and it would, every time I watched him, I wanted to watch him again. Because you use the Bosch comparison, and I did a lot of homework 
listening to what other people were saying, and there's three names that come up with that kid. You're talking, they're comparing him to Kevin Garnett. Yep. They're comparing him to Tim Duncan. They're comparing him to uh, Chris Bosh, all three Hall of Famers. And you're watching the impact he had on winning. I don't think they won a game that he didn't play in. They yeah. were uh, he played sixty nine games. I think they were zero and thirteen. And just watching him, and the other thing we're going to say, I'm going to say is, if Cade Cunningham plays the whole year the way he played the second half of the season, he, he would win it. Like he's he's a top five pick on my fantasy leagues next year. <laughs> Just I'm like he's up there. I'm stealing that guy from everyone. Um, but again, I just think season wide impact from game one to game eighty two. Evan Mobley's my pick. Can't argue with it. To be honest with you, I can't argue. But but Mo, but uh, but Cade Cunningham though. Woo. Woo. Yeah, I will tell you this because I, I watched a lot of him in the beginning because I'm like what the, you know like I saw him one few games at Oklahoma State and I was like, I don't know. This I don't know what's going on with this kid. And the two ESPN analysts were always like, Cade Cunningham is the best player. Like, sure, they like all the other guys. They're really good. And they're and everybody was picking apart Cade Cunningham and they're like, stop talking. He is the best. <laughs> and I watched the first half of the season and I was trying to figure it out. I was like his numbers aren't that great. He's not making shots. He's he's turning it over. And, again, they went to Gavoni and Schmitz, and they're like, you know, he's struggling a little bit, and they just both of them flat out were like, he's not making shots. Yeah. He's taking good shots. He's not forcing anything. His shot selection quality is great. He's like, shots start going in, different player. And then second half of the season, shots started going in, and you start seeing, like, triple doubles, you know, big yeah. games, game-winning shots, and you're like, "Oh, oh, this is him." He can, and he controls you know I mean? the pace so well. Yeah, holy shit! Yeah, that's that's so scary. It's so scary. And Detroit, and do. Detroit sucks. Let, let's be clear, Detroit. Sucks. Oh, they're terrible. They're, they're, but that's that's how good the league is right now. Like even a shitty Detroit team, a lot of times I'm like, "Yeah, let me watch at least a quarter of this." You know what I mean? Just because of <laughs> him, because of Sadiq Bay. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like I, I like the trade, the the pickup of Marvin Bagley. Like, they, there's guys now where you're just like, even a shitty team, you're like, man, like, mm, I, I gotta watch a quarter of of, of Cade, man. Like, I, I'm still, I'm still not watching Sacramento. Oh, that, that's a given. That's a given. Yeah, we can't, we can't do that. We can't do that. Um, let's get to the hardest, hardest category. That's it's probably the hardest category. And the most competitive race for MVP that that there's been in probably in years. I can't remember the last time it's been this competitive. Um, who wants to make the hard choice? Jan, go. <laughs> um, <sighs> I think it's a toss up. Well, see, I don't know, man. I, it's hard for me to say, like, because like tough, man. It's, it's, I like the, huh? No, I said it's really tough. It's really tough. I think like you have like you see, you have you have like uh, my top three right now. It's a toss up. It, it's, I think it's more or less toss up between Jokic and Embiid, and then Giannis came on. Giannis was consistent, but since they came on hard to, since like after the All Star break, All Star break is like, and he's just putting up stupid numbers, but consistently. 
Yeah. Then, you know, Devin Booker has been consistent. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's look at Chris Paul before he got hurt. Like, you know what I mean? Um, what, what if LeBron and the Lakers were a top 60? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many different factors you got to come take into consideration. But, um, I think Embiid uh-huh. might get it. I think Embiid's going to get it because of recency bias in a sense of Jokic got it last year. But Jokic did, um, he, he has a stat that, uh, was it, uh, 3,000 points? Uh, 2,000 points. 2,100, Yeah, yeah, like that's never been yeah. done before, right? Yeah. So you got to take that in consideration, right? So, um, <sighs> I, I can't give it to Giannis because he's already won it twice, twice. back to back. Yeah. So I think that eliminates him. Um, so I think Embiid's going to get it. I'm going to go with Embiid. All right, Bill, who do you got? Jokic. Jokic is my MVP. I can't, I, I can't, I can't argue with that. I can't it's, argue. But it's really hard to have the discussion in the sense that uh, I think in J.J. Reddick's podcast, they talked about, could you not have a player of the year? Like, he has had, is, is he the most valuable player? I don't know. They won 48 games. Philly won 51. Uh He's played, Jokic has played 74 games. Embiid's played 68. Uh, Jokic has had a bunch of nobodies. And uh, Embiid has had to struggle through not having Simmons and then trying to figure out Harden. And you're like, well, which one's more valuable? You know, you, you take either one off their team and they suck. But it, for me, it's just... Jokic's impact is so much more dynamic uh, offensively in terms of what he accounts for as the whole of their offense. He is essentially their point guard, then their center, and then leading scorer. And he's their defensive anchor by all the metrics that are out there. Just giving it to him in the sense that having watched both of them play, I'm in awe of what he does. I tell you, when that man made the the decision to lose, to trim a little weight off, to get help him with his mobility and just longevity, um, that was the best thing he could have done. Jokic, I'm talking about. Yeah. Embiid has done that as well. You could tell he's a little bit. Sl- you could tell he's more he's in shape, a, yeah. a little bit lighter. Um, he looks. He has an explosive, quick step that's underrated. Uh, and he's a bull, man. Um, so yeah, I, I can't argue with you, man. On that, on that one, so I can't blame you if, on, on your pick. I, I think Bill's. I think the the thing that made it uh, go over the top for Joe for Jokic for Bill was the fact that he uh, he, he he basically decapitated Morris from behind. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, that was that was like the winning factor. He he, he had it locked up for Bill since November. Hey man, hey hey, he, he, listen man. <laughs> He's old school. He's he might be a young player, but he got them old school uh, uh, sensibilities for sure. Yeah, and my my guy, yo, he he just came back like about a couple weeks ago, eh? He was been out for the Morris Morris twin. I know, (laughs) dude. What guys? What guys don't get about like he's Serbian. Yeah, them Serbian play, man. They don't. Hey, first of all, they don't fear black people. They don't fear black people, and they're gonna come at your head. His okay. family grew up with like war. War, yeah. You know, and his he's brother, like, yo, his brothers came to Miami. To they're crazy, Miami, man. <laughs> That's old school, man. Yeah. That's some tough back 
Serbian, yo, these kids were probably playing with t- with tanks. Old yo, tanks but the, kids, if, if, if you, I mean, it's too too much to get into here, but Google the stories about the Jokic brothers and what they used to do to, to, to Nikola growing yeah, up. Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah, they 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 used to basically abuse him. So <laughs> and they're big, they're big guys too. Of course, man. they're like they're like they're 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 basically footers themselves. Yeah, and and nuts. They're yeah. nuts. Like Google the story about the Jokic brothers. They're nuts. They're actually nuts. So well, like, haven't so, they been kicked out of Denver games because they're too crazy? They've been kicked out of hotels because they've trashed hotels. So <laughs> this mm-hmm. is this, yeah, they're they're. They're a little off their rockers, so yeah. I mean, for for him to get that fall by Morris, it's not shaking a guy like him, and he's big. Like, yo, it's a guy's yeah. like two a two ninety or whatever. How big he is? But he like, turned his back to him. That was a that was that was arrogance. Oh, th- yeah, that was his fault. That was yeah. his fault. That was karma. Yeah, dude, he had that. You coming. you want to see something funny? Is when Jokic go on YouTube, punch in Jokic and Crowder, where he fully big boys him, and Crowder's like so uncomfortable he starts laughing he's like oh my god i totally should not have done that and Jokic basically just like a kid in the schoolyard sticks his gut in in crowder's chest and pushes him around and crowder's like oh man i shouldn't have done that <laughs> it's what well, calvin when we get off this i'm gonna send it to you it is my fit like one of my favorite youtube clips ever no it, it's it's hilarious though but I, I um yeah man like look i i gotta go with Embiid. Yes, he's the first center to win, you know, the scoring title since 2000 Shaq, which that Shaq was incredible. That was the year he won his first title. You know, he had to navigate through all the foolishness in Philly, you know, with Simmons, and he held that team together. And then even when Harden came and kind of fell off the earth a little bit, you know, he continued to put that team on his back. And I'll be honest, I think if he didn't miss so much games, I think he could have won it last year too. Um, yeah, definitely. He was in the running for it, definitely. Yeah, and, and, he's, and he's better I mean, yeah. the problem is, so was the rating MVP. Like, I, yeah. it's funny because there was about a maybe about a month or so I didn't watch Denver games, and I'm like, nah, man, you know these MVP talks that you're hearing on the on the on the, you know these different sports shows, and I'm just like, all y'all being crazy right now. It's Embiid's it's, it's Embiid's award, and then I then I heard Jokic's stats, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> like oh, okay, my bad. Because he was, I think yeah. he was at the point, and I think he still maintained the rest of the year. It was like 26, 14, and 8. I'm like, yeah. God damn. That's like, stupid. Yeah, that's crazy. Damn. 27, 27, 14, and 8. 27, 14, and 8, right? I'm but, looking at it right now. Yeah, like, I, I'm not mad at the selection within those three guys. It's been. Like, Dude, he shot 58%. That's crazy. That's wild, man. And and you know? and that's the thing, like yes, and I'm and I'm being a little biased because I always say Embiid's one of my favorite players to watch, so I want to see him get it. And I think for him to be blank two years in a row is, is a little tough. It's just mm-hmm. insane to watch yeah. the way those three guys play, though, man. Like it's insane because there was that, you know. And I mentioned this on on the, on the other part of the pod, but I'm like to watch Giannis, especially after this All Star break, just go nuts. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's just crazy. Like when he met up against Denver, like like you know, destroyed everybody. When he when yeah, he played Embiid, big game, you know he had that feather in his cap, like the way he, the game the game that cemented me that he's the best player in the league, like I won't say MVP, but he's the best player. In the, he's number one was the game against the Nets because oh he had five, yeah. he hit the three to send it into overtime, 
and then he hit the free throws to win the game with with with, with little like three seconds left on the clock. Mm-hmm. That was huge because two years ago on the road too. On the you're, road too. On the road, yeah. In in Brooklyn, you're questioning you're questioning that about him. So you could tell um, he's definitely been in the lab, right? And the confidence to do so. So, and there's just something that to be told when you win a championship. It's like what they say is like you, your confidence and your your ability goes up thirty percent or something like that. Yeah, there's a common so, confidence to this game now. Yeah, right. So he's done there. He's been there. They had that championship experience. But uh, I give it to Embiid once again because I felt this year. I think he had a kid, so he had, he matured. Mm-hmm. He had a different approach. He wasn't always like the child. Looked like a child running his mouth. He looked more reserved. Looked like he's in better shape. His body looked more sturdier. Um, I just watched this guy. He was a problem because he was just a bull and he has such a good touch around the basket. He shoots the free throws very well. So if you foul him, he's going to like, as a team, you want a guy like that because he's going to get you in the bonus before, like with like five, six minutes to still go in a quarter. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, and then he's yeah, doing man. everything defensively too. Yeah. Doing everything defensively. You could tell because he's in better shape. He can move more. Um, he could take the licks. You know, when he hit the ground, he was getting up slowly in yeah. previous years. He's bouncing back up, right? Yeah. He's in shape. So um, it just comes to show. I think he's going to get it, though. Yeah, I, I, I think I think he, sh- he should. But but that Giannis thing, man, like, again, like, listen, we're, we're at this stage where we're too old to buy. I should say we're too old, but at this stage, I feel like I'm too old to buy somebody's jersey. You know, unless it's like a throwback <laughs> jersey, but I feel like Giannis is the only guy where I would actually be like, you know what? Let me let me get it. Let me get his jersey. Let me get a Greek freak jersey. I'll still buy a LeBron jersey, um, but um, yeah, yeah, definitely Giannis. You know, Giannis is like he's, he's, he has those old school principles, and it's just hard work and dedication. Like you know what I'm saying? Like he's you know he is working. Like you know. Yeah. Did you did you when well, I think it was Charles Oakley. Was it him who said Giannis would be like a oh, just run of the mill player? Know, yes. Yeah. In the in, in the nineties, yeah. But did did, right. you, did you see how Isaiah checked him though for that? Oh, big time. Oh, I loved it though. I loved it. Yeah. I loved but it. What see, that it, was, all, that was all it was all a publicity stunt to sell the book. So he was just saying wild takes to get his name out there to help promote his book. That's all oh. it was. I didn't they even know he had a book. Yeah, exactly. He, he did the rounds. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I he did the rounds. He he did the rounds. He, he did. did the smoke up and smoke thing with uh, um, Stephen Jackson. What's his name? Matt, Matt Barnes. Barnes yeah. And then oh. he, did, uh, he did Shannon Sharp. He did yeah, Shannon Sharp. He did everybody. He did a couple. He did a couple. A couple shows, and he just started talking all stories about slapping Barkley, Lamar Odom, all these stories. Right. Yeah, he, he loves that story with Barkley. My God. Oh, he loves it. What story? Because Barkley. Yeah, go ahead. He Dan. slapped Barkley. He, he, slapped, when Bar- he, he slapped Barkley. He slapped Barkley in um during the the, the ninety nine lockout. Yeah. yeah, like during the lockout. But this guy never fails to mention that story. It's just like I've I've heard it a million times. But that, but the way, but the way Isaiah checked him though was Isaiah was like, he, he didn't mention his name, but you knew exactly who he was talking about. He was talking to, yeah. And you and you could you could YouTube it, but he was basically like, yeah, he's like all these old school guys coming in saying like. This guy will be coming off the bench. He's like, first of all, we've never seen a guy like this before. He said, it doesn't matter what era he would play in. He'd come in your era and he'd bust your ass. Yes, like, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah. he'd bust yeah, your man. ass. He's like, he's like, basically, like, stop talking shit. He's like, yeah, you would. You would, they said in the nineties, said you would knock him down. But he's like, so what? That's all you got? 
Like that's that's the best you can do is knock him down. And he's like, and he's strong, so he's like, so what? He's gonna keep coming. You only got a, 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 a but a few fouls. You ain't got no skill to keep with him. Like he just the way he yeah. went at him, I was like, yeah, like you know, I'm I'm glad he kind of stuck out for him like that. And I'm and I well, and I love my old school guys, but I was like, yo, you're dead wrong for that one. It's funny because you'd probably look at Oakland and go, yeah, and there's no way you could play now. Yeah, right. You'd be well, watched maybe because he what he was able to last as long as he did because he had a mid range. Yeah. Right, they were leaving him open, and he learned. He figured out that I can hit this. But who does I, he guard? I have three seconds to hit this shot. But who does he guard? Nobody. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So you got a guy who can make eighteen he jump to, he shots. Would be, awesome. He would have to get in better shape to be able to move to keep up with these guys. The power and bruising wouldn't. He wouldn't last. He wouldn't. No. It yeah. wouldn't last. The he would have. The, such, the, the, you have such a shorter career. He would be a more skilled player in this day and age. Can you imagine guys hunting him on the pick and roll? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He would get cooked. Yeah. Yeah, it it, it would be crazy. Last point I want to make, though, before we move to the All-NBA teams. I I still don't understand how Joker does it, though. I like I <laughs> like I know I made my pick for MVP, but I'm like I'm like sometimes I watch the games and I'm like, how is he doing this? He's moving he's moving two miles an hour, like, and that and that's why I you know I, I love to explain the the whole thing of like the importance of skill versus athleticism. If you can have both, it's amazing. Obviously, that's what we do. So you can become a really great player. But you mm-hmm. know, I still have arguments, especially with streetball guys, would be like, yo. But you got to be fast, and it's like you don't got to be fast. You got to master the, the fundamentals of the game. That is the most important thing. It doesn't matter how, 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 how athletic you are. Once you master that, you can go anywhere. Once you master that and your mind follows, you can master you, – you, like, it, it can take you places that your athleticism doesn't take you because at some point, you, you know, you're, even if you, if you have a 40-inch vertical, it's not going to be 40 doesn't inches matter. in your 30s. It's definitely going to mm-hmm. be like that in your 40s. At some mm-hmm. point, it's gonna, it's that's gonna go away. That speed's gonna go away. But that fundamental skill is gonna be, it's gonna be sharpened. You know what I mean? Next so, time, next time you're in the gym, try to do the sambor shuffle there that Jokic does. That off foot, one foot, fade step away. back, yeah. fade away, and then you realize like, oh, no one can actually block this. Yeah, yeah, because you're. You're but see, but yeah, consideration. Off. He's a seven footer that shoots way above his head too, right? That too. He doesn't have the leg, the legs to jump above people. So he just, it's just what I like. What what I respect about him is it's just fundamentals and high basketball IQ. It's and it's like dude. and he knows how to use his body. Did, right, but never mind the fundamental part. What's fundamental about the wrong leg? The no, wrong, like, that's his fundamental. You know, like, his, it's yeah. the rawness. It's like the noble factor, right? And then, yeah, yeah. And then the creativity he has, like yes, some of the, the passes. Shot, yeah. Yeah. Did you see he threw a hook pass from yeah. one corner to the other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a double on point, team. On, on mark. On point in a split second. And you're like. Right, right in the shooter's pocket. Yeah. And you could sit there and say, oh, that's that's luck. But then when you see more and more highlights of that, you're like, oh, my God, this guy's like some type of basketball savant. And, and the crazy, get, Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. No, I was going to say, and the, and the crazy part about the three of them, and I'll say it for, for, at least for these two guys, when Embiid and when, and when Giannis take shots, 
I'm at the stage of the two of them where I'm shocked when they miss. Like I'm, yeah. I'm like, it doesn't matter where they are on the floor. I'm like, when they miss, I'm like, oh shit, he missed. Like they've reached that point now, and it, and that's crazy to me that they reached that point as 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 centers, especially from and, where they're shooting from too. Embiid shot thirty seven percent from three this year, and 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 he's shoot and and you, he's shooting step backs, double team from threes, falling out of bounds, that type of shit. I've seen yeah. him do that multiple times this year to end games. I don't know where this league's going, man, but my God, whew. it's <laughs> I'm just glad to see the big men are back in that sense, at least. So all NBA squads now, uh, we're going to go from from three to one. Um, Jad, I want you to start. Actually, no, fuck it. Bill, you start first. <laughs> Let's, we're going to go from three to two to one. So don't mention all your teams in one shot. Just, just We'll do the third no, team together. No, I'm going to rip through my third team. Okay, my two guards are Darius Garland and Chris Paul. Forwards, I have Pascal and LeBron James. And Pascal, it's mainly on the fact that if you look at his season other than November, he's been a monster. Mm-hmm especially how he's closed the season. And then Cat is my center. He's your big. Okay. Okay. We're, we're pretty close in that. I might shock you with one of my selections on, on my third squad, but who's yours, Jan, for your third team? My third team, I have um, – um, see, uh, this is going to be controversial. Um, I have <laughs> you, Carl, you, Anthony, you, Carl you, Anthony Towns okay. at center. All right. LeBron James, uh, Pascal Siakam. I got Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Ooh, right. you got Booker third. Yeah. Oh, all right. Damn. Okay. Wow. I'm a little shocked by that. You, wow. All right. Why the yeah. hell you got Booker three? Sorry. <laughs> I don't want you to give away your thing, but my God. No, I, t- no, I, I take that back. I take that back. I no, take no, that no. back. Don't, don't let me influence it. Don't, don't <laughs> no, let no, me no, influence no, it. No, 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 no. I made a mistake. I made a mistake. Sorry. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I made a mistake. Sorry. <clears throat> I put. I'm going to remove Booker from uh, team three and move him on to my team two. And I'm putting Trey Young in that spot. Hmm. Okay. All right. For third, for third team. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So my, my third my third team was Cat um, CP3. I went with Garland as well um, as Ooh. my ultimate guard. I actually went with Garland as well. I like it. I almost went with Donovan Mitchell, but I chose Garland. I, I, you know what? The third, that last guard position, because so many guys have been injured like for, yeah. for lengthy periods of time, it was it was actually hard to make this choice. To be the, honest, the with third you team was the. You can bounce around between one and two because you know you're like you know. Who you're picking that you don't know where it's the third team where you're like shit these guys are all really close together yeah it's hard it's hard um pascal is my third guy as well and i'm gonna shock you bill for just from what you were saying earlier in the pod i got butler as my as my forward oh that's cute hey just do me hey do me a favor <laughs> when you get a chance just punch yourself in the face hey eh? just just punch yourself <laughs> in the face eh? all right thank you i like jimmy i like jimmy i, I mean I wanted, I would have wanted to pick Jimmy. But. I wanted to reward one Miami guy. I think that was more. That's the thing the, I was yeah, at you know what? They're the, they're, they have the number one record in the East, and the tough part is like it's hard to pick somebody to put in there. I know, I know. I selected them, but I'll say, uh, well, you know, what? I'll save my comment for for Miami for last. But um, 
Jan, start. Let's let's start with you. Who's your who's your who's your second team? Second team starts with. Uh, I'm gonna put uh, Trey Young. You have Trey Young uh, as your third. Sorry, sorry, Devin Booker. Okay. Trey, uh, John Morant, Kevin Durant, Demar Derozan, and Jokic. <sighs> okay. <laughs> this, is, this is tough for you, Calvin. Like it is pretty tough for me, actually. It is pretty tough for me. I'm gonna shock you with with, with uh. I'm gonna shock again. you again. I'm gonna shock Amazing. you. Amazing. Um, you you want you want to go, Bill? Or you want me to go? I'll go just because you seem like you're anxious, so I'll I'll take the edge off. So I've got Ja, Steph, KD, Demar, and Embiid. Because I can't have I I'm not having two centers on my first team. No, you can't. Yeah, do and, it. That's yeah. why. Yeah, and, that's what I did. That's what and I did. if and if Jokic is my MVP, I can't have him yeah, on the second. Yeah, but yeah, that's what I did. So that's what you, you know what I mean. But you sussed out my but, play. But you can't have two centers, Jan. You can't have two I'm centers. Not, I'm not I know. Putting... That's why I put Jokic oh, on second. Oh, okay. Team. That's what, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. Okay. That was my. That, that's why I was. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Does that I, make it easier for you, Calvin? No, not really. No, not really. <laughs> I um. I'll just say this for now. I didn't have KD on my All NBA team. I just felt like he met. He missed too much time. And How many games did he play? Like, <clears throat> what did he fifty? Let me let me Google it right. Let me Google it right now, real quickly. I'm right here. I'm on, I'm on Basketball Reference right is it, now. Is it like it's fifty or fifty five? That... He played fifty five. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. There's okay. a bunch of guys because Steph only played in the fifties. Jimmy only played fifty seven. Uh, LeBron only right. paid fifty six. You know, like. You got a bunch of guys that it makes it tough to pick because they didn't play, you know, not a lot of guys played in the 70s. Well, you know what? You know what? Let's scratch Butler from the record. I'm going to put KD on the third team. That's <laughs> what I'm going to do. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, Butler's gone. Butler's gone. I don't really care about Miami. <sighs> Butler's out of there. We're, we're going to put no, Chris. KD. I, I thought, you know what? I thought KD played around 50 or less. I, I, I didn't realize he played 55. <laughs> Fuck it. We're going to we're, we're Butler's gone. KD's there. We'll do that. Um... <laughs> So, so my second team is is Jokic. Uh, I would have had stuff on my first team, but he missed too many games. Yep. At this point, uh, Ja, same thing. I would have had him in that, but he missed too many games. He uh, played fifty some games. Fifty something games. No, but I mean, I would, yeah. I would have, I, I, I was, I was looking at the possibly putting him on the first team, but I just felt like he missed oh, okay, too okay. many games. And um, I got Demar on my second team. He's he was really good all year for the most part. I know they had a little a little slide at the end of the year, but uh, Chicago. But he's been really solid most of the year. Um, That's not his fault that they had a slide, though. You know? No, no, I know, I know. And I really want to put him on my third team. I really do. But man, the man averaged thirty. I'll give it to LeBron to be on the second team. But I want to I want to put him on my third team. I, I really do. I think I really do. But okay, I, I put the second team. I put Demar ahead of him because he won more games. I'm okay Fair with it. I'm yeah, a, I'm, I'm 100% okay with it. Okay, so now you got to do your first team, Calvin. All right. So for my first team, obviously, because I got Embiid winning MVP, I can't have him on the second team. So it's pretty straightforward. I got Embiid. I got Giannis. I got Booker. I got Luka. And I got Tatum. Okay, my team is almost exactly the same, except I have Jokic at center. Okay. Everybody else is the same. 
Yeah. I have uh, Luca at guard, Steph Curry at the two. I got um, Giannis, Jason Tatum, and Embiid. For Tatum to be on this on the first team, it, is, it seems like it's pretty unanimous. That's a, it's actually a great three months that these guys have had, man. Like, yeah, because yeah, just like totally. for the, like like I said at the end of January, I would not have had him on any of my teams. I would have had him as an All Star, but he would not have been at most. He might have been third yeah. team. You know what I mean? Him and Pascal, because Pascal again, like he he had a bit of a slow start. He was hurt, but like that last well more than the like I was gonna say the half like halfway through the year, but really and truly, even it was even more than that. Like the way this you know, guy's played, I think if you he listen been to a lot of the podcasts. So I listen, I'll listen to uh, Windhorst and Zach Lowe and Woj, and then I'll watch like say some of the Ringer stuff on on YouTube. Okay. If you listen to the all the NBA chatter a month ago, Pascal's not in the conversation. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I had to go back because I was arguing with a friend. I had to go back to look at his numbers. So other than November, his numbers are un- incredible. Mm-hmm. And then his last month and a half of the season has been incredible as well. Yeah. Like, See, for him to, to, for, I think for him to make the full comeback to make it complete is to have a good postseason. Yeah. If he could average, he has to average at least, he has to average 25 points for them to win. For them to stand a chance, it has to be 25 plus. I think and a double-double. You know what? It's funny. People keep saying that. I don't know. Maybe it's me. I'm not worried about yeah. him, though. I'm the same. I'm the I'm same. I'm not worried about him for some reason. I, I don't go for numbers when it comes to play. I, like, well, I only care about one number, and it's wins. Well, I, I, no, I'm thinking he can achieve what Jan is saying, but I'm like, yeah. I'm not worried about him choking. Like, I know everybody <laughs> since the bubble, everybody's like, yeah. I don't know about him, and I'm like, I don't know, man. I, th- I think I think this is a little bit different now. Like, I think he's he, he, he's definitely got a swagger back, and on top of that, like, you know, he, he's battle-tested in the playoffs. They got a ring. You know what I mean? He's part of the court. I got a ring. No, no. I listen. He's not battle tested as the number one. He's no, battle tested no, as no, a no. number three, four no. option. But he, no, let, let me finish though. At this stage now, because of where they, especially where, where people had them in the preseason and stuff, mm-hmm. I feel like the Raptors are playing with house money. So, yeah, yeah totally. they've, they've so, achieved. So, they've over, over. They've overachieved expectations by a mile. But what I'm trying to say is, you still have to prove yourself. For you sure. have to. Because the yeah. chat will be there. The chat has been there in Harden's ears for the last seven years because we know his playoff woes. It's been consistent. He hasn't lived up to, to the expectations. What Here's- I'm trying to say is Siakam has been presented a, goal, a golden opportunity because no one is expecting them to beat the, the Sixers. Everyone's favoring the Sixers in six, right? Mm-hmm. So I think they have a better chance than that. And I think this these first two games, if they could steal them and take care of home, it's gonna cause panic. I think those guys will fold. Right? Mm-hmm. But they have to take it's one game at a time, obviously, but they have to they for them to, to, to compete, they gotta split. Because to put all the pressure on them to win those two games at home, that's a lot of pressure. Right? I I, I think, think the home games in Toronto sorry, sorry? I think where I differ on on the issue on the criticism of Pascal is, I think Freddie's their number one. When the game's on the line, the guy who sure Pascal's your workhorse for forty minutes. The last eight minutes, 
He's Freddy's not your closer. Guy. He's not your closer. Freddie's my but guy. But he has to be. But he has to. Like he's he's like similar to Giannis and my, and Milton. Giannis will get you there. Yeah. Milton will close the deal. I agree with you in that regard. But he has. He can't have. For example, the bubble year. If he 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 was averaging twenty something points per game in the bubble, he was averaging under sixteen. Dude, right? he was all NBA that that year. Yeah, but he he bombed in the playoffs. He, and but and and you're using I think for me the trouble with the criticism of Pascal is we're using two anomalies to judge him by. We're using the bubble, and we're using a year they played in Tampa, right? So for me, I threw those in the garbage. I'm like, whatever, they don't matter. Because they're not real. No other team had to play in another city. Right? But, but okay, but but Bill, basketball is basketball. Right? You gotta play, you gotta do what you gotta do. Hey, I, I agree with you, it was a factor, but after well, a you, while you, you gotta get on with it. You, you know what I'm saying? Well you just you said you agreed with me and then you didn't agree with me. No, I agree with you. No <laughs> no no no. No, 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 no. I agree with you in the fact that the bubble, the bubble year was bad, and the fact that they had to deal with the yeah. that definitely impacted them. But the fact of the matter is, he still played bad. It was bad. And regardless, yeah, yeah, play, your bad. home games are a road, your home games are a road game. He was put in positions to win games. He missed. He missed game winners. He missed like I think it was like eight game game winners consecutively. Yeah. He lost his confidence. It was bad. And I'm happy yeah. that he's better now. But he still has to prove himself to me. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and this is the golden opportunity for him to do so. I, I'm just, I'm maybe I'm a Pascal apologist, and maybe yeah, that you my, are, you definitely are. Defect, yeah. But the guy was drafted 29th. He's cheap when it comes to salary. Like mm-hmm. he's a number two guy, and the mistake people are making is saying you're slotting him into the number one spot, which he's not. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather be happy with him as my number two and unhappy that my team doesn't have a number one instead of shoehorning him into the number one. Mm-hmm. I grew up around the Montreal Canadians and everybody spent their whole time complaining that Saku Koiba was their number one centerman mm-hmm. when he was maybe the top second line centerman in the NHL. Mm-hmm. The problem with your team is you don't have a number one centerman. Mm-hmm. So to me, Freddie's my number one. He's, He's the guy who's going to close games. Pascal just has to do what he does, right? And so, what, the, what does Pascal? What does he? Do? What does he do? So, what does he he's, do? For them to one, be successful, to be, beat the top tier teams, what is he? How does he have to play then? Starts with the defensive scramble, turning offense, defensive rebounds into break opportunities, getting out on the break, not complicating his game by trying to go one on one too much. Yes, yeah, taking what you know. Don't take three dribbles and shoot a three, right? Right. Get into your spin moves. If nothing happens, the counters, the counters, yeah. Yeah. If but, nothing happens, pass. But here's yeah. the, but here's the thing though. He now he has, has to he score, has, man. No, no, I, I agree with that. But I'm saying with him now, yeah, he's got he's he's definitely worked on the counters now. You know. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't, no, you know what? No, I disagree with you. He had the counters. He didn't believe in them before. Right. But he believes in it now. Yes, definitely now. He believes yeah. in it now because before it was just a washing machine spin cycle, throw fabric softener, and yeah. that's all it was yeah, every yeah, time, right? Yeah. But now it's yeah. like if the spin isn't working, he's gonna hit you with a step back. He's gonna give you a hezzy and a jumper. You know, he's he became, can... he's become. I think what's helped this game, he's become a better playmaker, which complements that's it. That's it. That's 
that's it right there. And, right? And, because and, he doesn't have to force the shot. Yes. Right. He's, a willing, he's a willing passer now. That's what hurt his confidence. Yes. Was. He was getting in the mix and felt, I need to score this, so I need to put up a bad shot. But he didn't have the game for it. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. And and on top of that, to add, he doesn't turn Ooh. the ball over. Okay. Like, he's not a guy, excuse me, he's not, he's not a guy that, like, the, I'm not saying his handles is not Kyrie Irving, but, like, he doesn't. He rarely turns no. the ball over. But you know I think I mean? that's his, good that's the match. That's the maturation, right? Mm-hmm. And not everybody improves in a straight line, right? He had to go through those struggles, maybe of the bubble and of the the year in Tampa, to now come out of the other side and go. Look, I worked on all these things, and I've come through that. Here I am. Maybe that's because not everybody's trajectory is linear. No, it's not everybody's trajectory goes in a straight line. Yeah, true. But I, I like, it's, like I said, just just from where he was before, I just think it's super impressive to see that. Like, yeah, I agree. You know, like that. That's like him and Tatum. Like those are the two guys where I'm like, man, that this is this is really nice to see. Now, before we go, I want to get you guys playoff sleepers in each conference, and then who's your who's your finals, who's your finals matchup, like your predicted finals matchup before this playoffs begin. And then we'll we'll see if you're right. And if you're dead wrong, you know, we get the plaster it everywhere, right? So I'll put it on a t-shirt. Who's your projected sleeper? Because for me, I would say, I mean, it's hard to make them a, a dark horse, I should say. Not a sleeper, but a dark horse. But I, 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 the Raptors is a really good choice. And I know they're number two. But the Celtics is like, I mean, nobody's putting them to win the title or anything like that. Because I think everybody kind of like feels about one team in particular coming out of the East. But I, I, I think the underrated thing with Boston right now is that Boston, people forget, like, like Tatum and Brown and those guys and Smart, like, they have, they got some playoff scars. Like, they've been in the trenches. They've been in to at least two conference finals. I think they went to, like, two or three in, in like, within a four-year span, right? They, like, they've been in some big playoff games. So these moments don't scare these guys. Like, I think they're – they're relishing the fact that they finished out number two, and I think that's, that, that energy is going to carry them in the playoffs. Like Now it's set that they're going to be playing Brooklyn in the first round, but mm-hmm. I have them beating Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Brooklyn's not deep enough right now, and as, as great as KD and, and, and Kyrie is, and my God, Kyrie's amazing to watch, but like I just don't see them. I don't see them doing it. You know, I, just, I just don't see them beating, beating the Celtics, and I, I, but I think Tatum is like, you know, as we were talking earlier, I think those guys are ready to go. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I, I agree. Um. Definitely, Toronto's a definitely a dark horse. I think uh, the, they're just a matchup problem. You can tell a lot of teams are avoiding them, but yeah. um, I think the Nets have to be because of the firepower that uh, KD and um, they they have a chance. They're yeah. gonna have to play near perfect, and they're gonna probably have to score like eighty points between the two of them but combined. They, but they can. That's the scary. But they thing. can. They, they have that po- that power too. So. It'll be interesting to see. Um, I, I'm, you know, there's always the KD factor and the Kyrie factor, but I, I think we got to see what Steve Nash is really about. <laughs> We're gonna see what Steve Nash is. Is Steve Nash for real? This is the second year, second go at it. Are you gonna be able to make the adjustments to help your team? Are you gonna put in the lineups? Are you, like, you know, you we know you as a player, Steve Nash. What are you gonna be like as the coach? Right. So. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting to see, but my, I think the two dark horses, well, definitely Toronto, and because of what happened with the Nets this year, I think they're going to be definitely some a team to watch to see what they're going to do. That Boston series is going to be on fire. Oh my god! Oh my Especially god! Especially when they boo Kyrie. Oh my god! 
Oh, I can't, I can't <laughs> wait! I can't wait to watch. Homeboy is gonna have to burn sage for like two days before that game starts, man. <laughs> in that in that arena. Well, the good thing is he's he's, he's definitely stacked up on them. The the, the the amount of time he's missed this series, he's probably got like trucks and trucks loads of of sage right now to burn. You know what I mean? Yeah, so my my boy, should, my guy should come. My guy should open up his own sage company, man. He's ready to so, go. That's all good. Well, sorry, what about when, you, Bill? When you use the term dark horse, does that mean you think they could, like they're your dark horse to make it to the finals or just to win some series? To possibly, I think they could definitely get. I don't think they could win the finals with that team. I think they could get definitely. They could win a couple series. They can get to the. So our definition get, is get at the minimum Eastern Conference final minimum. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, minimum. that makes it Mi- min- makes minimum it. minimum bare minimum that or the final. So you said the number two seed Boston Celtics. That that's why are you that's, 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 that's why I said, but I don't think people have them going to the finals though. Like, okay, Bill, what, what, what's yours then, Bill? I'm intrigued to hear what you got to say then. Well, I don't know. I, I needed to figure out the definition because of the oh, definition. Yeah. So are you questioning uh, Kelvin's or mine? Oh, he's not no, questioning mine. No, neither. I just, I just needed to know. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to know the definition because here we are. Mm-hmm. We are entering the playoffs. And does anybody think the Miami Heat is going to make the finals? And they're the number one seed. I mm-hmm. know, but that that's the whole point. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's so Miami is my dark horse. Okay. Cause you're not well, if I were to pick, right, based on everything that's going on, uh, and I'm picking them to go to the finals as a dark horse, like Milwaukee would be my pick to go to the finals. For sure. And then Boston would be number two, especially if they're gonna get Time Lord back in the second round. They're my number two, because I think one, they're it's kind of the football effect. They're hot at the right time. They're playing mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. and they they can guard. They can manufacture points. They have playoff experience. You know, whereas Miami, I think, they has has more holes than we really think about. They struggle to score a bit. Their yeah. shooting comes and goes. Like Duncan Robinson hasn't had a great year. They're playing Max Struess more than I like. Tyler Hero is going to get hunted on defense. And other than Bam Adebayo, both Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry, who are two of their better defensive players, are old as shit. Yeah. And you know what it is with Miami, too, though? And this is what I was, I guess, saving my point for. Because I look at that team and I'm like, at some point, especially when you get the second round and and up, at some point, you're going to have to, like, go shot for shot with Tatum. You're gonna have to go shot for shot with. I mean, if it, you know, like say Philly wins, you're gonna have to go shot for shot with him, with him beat it, and even Harden if he gets hot. You're gonna have to match Giannis's 35, 40 point game, and I don't see anybody on 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 as much as they're they're you know they're deep and they're tough. You know, they're a bitch to play against every year. I don't see that guy on that team that that's gonna you know like if 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 there's a two game stretch. Where our best player has got to get somebody on this team's got to get thirty to thirty-five tonight. I don't see that guy on that team. Well, the thing is, they have they have two guys who always play better in the playoffs in Lowry and Jimmy Butler. Well, I'll go back to my other point. They're not young, right? But you know what, though. But Jimmy Butler too. I, I don't disagree with your. I actually I disagree with your point a little bit in terms in terms of the playoff aspect because. There's some times where you you want Jimmy Butler to, to give you like thirty something points, 
And there's times where it's like you need him to give you 30 and he gives you 21. You know what I mean? It's right where it's like the team needed 31 from you. you know I think I mean? my issue with, with Jimmy Butler's offensive ability is he can give it to you, but he can't give it to you through three series. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah right. it's up and down, it's up and down, it's up and down. Right. It's like, but he, like he's, he has his great saving grace. Though. His saving grace is that, but the, the, the team, is, the, I think their motto, Spolstra is an offensive and defensive wizard. So he, he will give them, a, his coaching ability will give them a fighting chance. For sure. But they're deep, right? Yeah. They're deep. That's one thing you got to give that they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duncan Strauss is balling right now. Yep. And we don't know if it's real. But he's balling, and he can play on both ends better than Duncan Robinson, which is hilarious. I know because they pay Duncan that all that Duncan's, money. Yeah, and, that, <laughs> and knowing his story, he, but he can't play defense, and he's he's not producing, so you yeah. can't play, right? So they're deep; yeah. they got options. So it'll be interesting to see how Spolstra, how deep he goes into those lineups. Is he going to go with two lineups, or is he going to go six, seven deep? Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It shall be interesting. Yeah. That's my 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 thing with Miami, though. So it's funny you're picking a, a, the number one team as a dark horse, but really and truly, those four teams are all in the same category. The first four teams, and you can even throw the Raptors in there. They're all kind of in that same category, man. So it's like whoever won the first seed is like like Milwaukee was kind of like, eh, you know what I mean? Like last year, I mean they won they won the you know they won the they're the champions out of the three seed, right? Just like I think year, the so. Raptors are in their own category in the sense that they are probably the most unconventional and scariest team to play because you, they it's who was it that said that they were talking to one of the I think it was Embiid he's or I forget who it was and like who do you hate playing you're like the it's Raptors Embiid. It, was Embiid. Oh, it, was Embiid. it was Embiid it was Embiid I hate playing the Raptors just because they're all arms and yeah. everybody's everywhere and it doesn't make any sense. You're like, yeah, like they're the scariest team for anybody to play. Yeah, especially in the East. Here's another, yeah. thing. Here's another factor that we forget, eh? Uh, the the Kawhi shots is that still lingering in his in his head, right? Does he have is is this his, his chance to get back to get back at Toronto for that? For that <laughs> right? Like I I so I'm a guy that uses the, the littlest things to motivate me, right? So yeah. I wonder if that's still that pain. Remember that pain you said sometimes you gotta lose in order to win. Right. Is that pain still there? Mm. We'll find it out. It can be, we'll but you don't. Out. James Harden can't guard anybody, so they're not going to get there. Well, you you know yeah. you know what though, I don't know if it is the, to the same degree because I think even from that point he's improved so much as a player. Yeah. Like I don't know if that's really yeah. going to shake him at this point now. You know what I mean? Like you learn from it, but I think I think he's on the other side. I think he's moved on from that. I think I think it's more along the lines of like. How they play? How they played last year? I remember, you know, last year he, he I think he had a, a little bit of a torn meniscus in his knee, right? That kind of affected him mm. in the second round last year. But I think mm-hmm. the way they flamed out against Atlanta, for example, yeah. I think that's probably more recent on his mind than than Kawhi's shot. Yeah, you know I mean? this. You know what? That was a tough game seven. I think the flame out against Atlanta is probably more painful. Yeah, like I think I think he's carrying that. Like nah, like wh- however this goes. Like I'm balling the fuck out, you know what I mean? Like that's that's how how I see it with him. But I, I can't wait for that series to start Saturday at six p.m. I can't like I literally can't wait for that to start. I really can't. I really can't. But what about the West? Who's your who's your dark horse in the West? And then uh, your your finals is it? So we're all in agreement. Milwaukee's the favorite coming out of the coming out of the East. Yeah, 
Yeah. To me, yes. Okay, you, you sound disappointed. <laughs> I am, I am. Like, yeah, I want somebody else. The problem is I'm disappointed because my pick for the favorite out of the West is Phoenix. Yeah. So you, you, don't, you don't want to see the same final? No. <laughs> uh, I do. I do. Yeah, some people do. I don't, you know, like, I like variety. I'm, I like spice it up. Yeah. But, hey. I don't think I don't think there's anyone in the West in the West outside of maybe Golden State that could beat Phoenix, Phoenix. right now. Yeah. Maybe Memphis, but you don't know because of the they're young still, right? I don't think Memphis can beat them. I don't think Memphis can I don't think Memphis can beat them. As much as I like Memphis and yeah. there's something so there's something about what Memphis is doing that's special. But it's not real in the playoffs. Well they're Phoenix is a machine right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and can you can and, you beat the machine four games? And and, yeah. and and recency pain bias, right? They lost the finals last year. Yeah. And, they're that, they're on a mission, man. On they're there. on a mission. Yeah. Recency but pain they, bias. They're, they're, they're still sitting with that 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 loss. Plus they, they have the experience of knowing what it takes to get there and they've been micro focused all season, mm-hmm. laser focused to get there and and I think short of an injury to yeah. get there. Chris Paul. <laughs> yeah, you know you what I'm saying? bubble wrap him after every game. Like every single game, just bubble wrap him. <laughs> just bubble wrap uh, him. Just unwrap him for him to take his shower and then just bubble wrap him right back. You got to protect him at all costs at this point. But on top of that too, like even somebody like a, a DeAndre Ayton, he's in his contract yeah. here. He's already motivated because of the loss last year. But on top of that, like if he plays well in the playoffs, he's getting a big bag, whether it's with Phoenix or somewhere else. So, or somewhere else here. Yeah, so for him, it's like, yeah, they're 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 just motivated all over the place. But I'll tell you one thing though. Matchups is everything. Because just what you said, like Memphis can't handle Memphis can't handle Phoenix. I think Memphis is a great matchup for Golden State. And then I think Golden State's also a great matchup for Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So it's like those three of them are in this kind of circle where it's like you know, if Memphis meets Phoenix, we all think Phoenix is going to win. If Golden State meets Phoenix in a, in a conference finals, we're like, ooh, I don't know if Phoenix is going to win this, especially if everybody's healthy. What give it, you know, without um, Wiseman, of course. But they meet up in the second round, Memphis and Golden State. I can't say for a guarantee that Golden State's going to take that, even with their experience. Like I think just because Memphis matches up with them really well, so that that's where I'm like, it's going to be interesting how things play out. I'm intrigued to see what uh, how Draymond Green is. Is he going to be able to hold up? Because he doesn't look like his normal self. And what Curry has. Yeah. You know, Clay Thompson's still trying to find his legs, right? So he's up and down still. So it's gonna. I think it's going to take a full year before he finds his full form. But who knows? You know, he's putting in the work. So yeah. um, it once again, um, I think, uh, so the Dark Horse, I'm watching this Clippers game in the background here. And uh, Clippers are up 93-90 to Minnesota. Um, looks, Clippers have controlled this game for the most part. It's been back and forth, but for the most part, Clippers have controlled it. Mm-hmm. I think uh, it'll be interesting to see what the Clippers can do if they win this game and then if they match up with um, Memphis, right? Um, they went to the conference final last year with the, with the same group, right? Yeah. So it'll be that will be a good matchup. Very good matchup, actually. And then yeah, there's rumors... There's rumors that Kawhi might be back. Oh. I heard he's been practicing with them for a while now. Yeah. 
Like, They've been scrimmaging for a while. Like I heard, like I like the rumors I keep hearing is that like, especially if they make it like, as um you know as a seventh <laughs> seed, they're just gonna announce him you know either game one or game two he's gonna be back with like almost no restrictions. But we'll see, we'll see. I don't you know what I mean. That could just be rumor and hearsay, but and it is rumor and hearsay. But that is a a hell of a, a trump card in in, in the deck because <laughs> if you're in Memphis. Do you really want to deal with somebody like like that machine? Like, yeah. Because I because I heard um I, I watched um um Reggie Jackson talk about watching Kawhi train like I think it was last week. I had an interview last week where he's like after practices he's like he actually comes back to the gym and just watches Kawhi practice mm-hmm. because he's mm-hmm. like he's like he's like right now he's like he's a friggin' machine like he's like it's actually like incredible to watch. So mm-hmm. I'm like that is that is a hell of an ace card man in the hole. Yeah. Imagine you're the Clippers, you're paying Kawhi Leonard. I feel like it's a bad precedent. Kawhi will just take the season off and come back for the playoffs yeah. and collect forty million dollars. That's the perfect. That's the perfect scenario for him, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but I mean yeah. but I mean it wasn't like he had a sore toe. This guy tore his knee. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just part of the society. narrative. It's a, yeah, exactly. You you call it, Bill. It's a part. It's a part of the narrative. But I'll say this. You're, ta- you're also taking a risk when you don't have the season to kind of springboard you into yeah. the playoffs. True. Right? True. You're, you're going to ramp it up to go into into the playoffs. That's that's a different ball game. So you're playing with you're, you're playing with yourself. Or you're playing with house money in that sense, right? Mm-hmm. You're down if you're good and you're down if you don't, right? So it'll be interesting to see if they, they announce it, right? It'll be interesting because I personally, I've been saying all year personally I wouldn't play him this year. Mm-hmm. I, would just, I would just let him come back next year. but Especially with the injuries, yeah. How he's injury, the injuries that he gets, mm-hmm. he plays hard too, man. He doesn't fuck around. He plays hard. So. Yeah. yeah. But if he's but if he's at a hundred percent and he's sitting there, it's hard mm-hmm. not it's hard not to like let him run loose. Yeah. You know what I mean? At, at this point, even if it's the playoffs, it's like it's it's Kawhi. Like I'm not, you know, you you kind of know what you're getting. You know what I mean? At, at this point, <laughs> it's mm. not it's not like he's an old lazy boy you had in storage. You just dust him off and push him out there, and he works fine. You know, like. It takes a little while, but anyhow, it's a great it's a great story to tell. I'm with you though, Calvin. I don't think he should play. Um, so then, are we all in agreement that Phoenix is our favorite? Yes. For, okay. to, to, about to, the West. To, to win it all, you mean, or just to in, come out in the West? In the West. Yeah, I would say right now. I want to say Golden State, but those injuries. I think the second half. It's I don't know. I, I there. It's it's a little unsure. I'm like it's kind of up in the air with them, but. Right now, yeah, I, I would have to say Phoenix. Who's a dark horse to get in the West? So, who, who do you guys have as a dark horse? Uh, I was under the impression Jan just picked the Clippers. Yeah. Oh, I okay. The Clippers. So, so we just riding with Jan's pick. We just, we just coattailing his pick. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess for Golden State, they're more of a wild card than a dark horse, right? Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, the first half of the season, we were. Look, watching them play, going, holy smokes! And now they're going to get Clay back. Holy shit! And then Draymond goes down, and Steph, Steph goes is down. down. Uh, how can, are they going to get their rhythm back? Are they going to be able to get some chemistry together? Are they? Were they just? If they're okay defensively, I I would be excited about them. Right? If they can pull, offense will come together. Steph's numbers this year are down everywhere offensively. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, he he's still slump. Steph Curry. Yeah, but he's he's thirty four. He's a six foot three guard. He's thirty four. They went to the finals five years in a row. Like he's got a lot of miles on him. So 
if they're healthy, they're more of a wild card that I would say uh, than a dark horse. However, I would look forward to Memphis playing Golden State to see if Draymond does kick Stephen Adams in the balls again. <laughs> and then, then we can know: was it an accident? Was it real? If he does it again, you know he meant it. Or is his foot as magnetized to his crotch? I, I don't know. <laughs> it could be that too. At this point, I don't know. Um, I, I would say, for me, Dallas is my dark horse. Yeah, I guess it depends on Luca. I guess I should answer this question because I don't have a dark horse in the West right now. I'm trying to like decipher through this list right now. Um, if Kawhi's playing, that's my dark horse. <laughs> yeah, that's like yeah. <laughs> Hold on, let me put a bunch of asterisks next to all of these. <laughs> but really and truly, it's it's hard to say because I think we we kind of I think we're all in agreement. We kind of have Phoenix winning it all. I mean, I'm at least sorry, going to the final at least. And I, I don't think Memphis is a dark horse because I actually think I wouldn't, like I told you before, I wouldn't be stunned if they made the final. But I don't see them doing it because I think Phoenix is a better, Phoenix is a better matchup for them, right? Like Phoenix is a, they got, they kind of got their card. So they got their number, I mean. So I, like, I don't know. I, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. I want to say Utah just to, just to shake shit up, but I, I can't. <laughs> I can't, I, can't, I can't do it. But you don't believe it. That's no, the problem. No, I really yeah, you'll do that at all. I really don't. I really don't. I really don't. And I would say Dallas, but I, I, like, I don't trust that calf injury, man. Like, I don't, I don't. If he's healthy, though, whew, that that would be interesting. But again, they they're gonna run up on Phoenix in the second round, and that's gonna go, that's gonna get ugly pretty fast for them too. So I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's it's tough to call it, but. Yeah, I got some chicken shit. Let's wrap up this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh but yeah, but thank you guys for hopping on the pod as always, man, and and um and and pushing through with this awards is it's getting tough, man. The, the talent pool is like man, it's rising, man. It's really tough. It's really tough to select some of these all NBA teams, or more so the third teams and stuff at this point now. Like it's like this, this is probably one of the the, the tougher awards to pick, man. Like, it, there's so much awards that was just up in the air. Well, if you look at our names, like the only one that was different was, uh, if I remember correctly, is Jan had Trey Young and we had Darius Garland. Right. Yeah. 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 Other than that, the other 14 players were the same. Pretty much. Yeah, I guess so. It just yeah. just in just in different orders because. Uh, Thank, thank you for correcting me with the game. The games played reminder for KD because I, I really thought he played less than fifty games. So, dude, I was doing. I had to do homework before all of this. I, I do. Like, I do. What? I, I do. I, I I always do. I I did this one. Well, well, you were taking <laughs> a dump. It. I, I was checking games played. <laughs> you really have to throw that in the pod. <laughs> you can edit it out if you'd like. Nah, that's nah, fine. It's fine. It's fine. I go to the bathroom sometimes. I'm human. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, but with that said, you know, the, um, every year, well, well, at least when the Raptors make the playoffs, I always do these uh, Raptors post-game podcasts and usually 20-minute bites every, usually usually after every game. So um, I'm definitely calling you guys numbers at some point during the playoffs, especially if the Raptors go deep or pretty deep, at least second round or more. So so expect to be on those ones. Yeah, I'm not taking no for an answer. So um yeah, just actually, I just I just booked your guys' schedules at least for one of these one of these games in the next the next month or so. Uh, just stay tuned for that. And uh, like I said, guys, thank you, man. Appreciate y'all. Um, when I see Thanks. your call, I'm gonna leave the planet. Thank you. 
<laughs> no, no problem. Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of the Av Podcast. And a special shout out goes out to Jan Michael Nation and Bill Gagne for hopping on the Av and breaking down our prospective Dark Horse teams of the playoffs and also our picks for the NBA Wars this season. I appreciate you for taking the time to tune in on a good Friday. As promised, starting next week, I'll be doing the Raptors post-game episodes. They'll be out after most games, if not every game, starting with game two. I'm not going to be doing game one. Um, that episode will be out first thing Tuesday morning. We got a new episode of My Story, which will be going out on May the 6th. I'm going to move the date to May the 6th. And I'm going to be putting out some promos for that within the next week or so. And I got my 200th episode of the Ab Podcast coming out within the next 10 days. And I appreciate you for checking out that one in advance. Hit that like and favorite button. Rate, review, and subscribe. Check out SouthShareAv.com for the catalog. All right. Once again, that E is SouthShareAv.com. For Vladimir Mateski, Bill Gagne, and Jan Michael Nation, this is Kyle C. And you just tuned into the Av Podcast on South Shirav Radio. Until next week, we out and have a great Easter weekend. <laughs>